MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Save Mart 300. Sponsored by Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR. 22 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush life. By Unical and your local 76 dealers to invite you to go with the spirit of 76 by the Bunker Hill line of canned meats. Flat out better than the rest. And by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. One lap away from going racing here at Sears Point in Sonoma, California. The starting lineup, 43rd, is Rick Corelli of Denver, Colorado. 42nd, Herschel McGriff of Bridal Vale, Oregon. Bobby Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas, will go 41st. 40th is Jeff Davis of Anaheim Hills, California. From Tumwater, Washington, Dirk Stevens starts 39th. 38th, Dick Trickle of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. 37th, Phil Parsons out of Detroit, Michigan. Kalira, Alabama's Hut Strickland starts 36th. 35th, Harry Gant of Taylorsville. North Carolina. From Granada Hills, California, Bill Sedgwick will start 34th. 33rd, Tommy Kendall from La Cunada, California. 32nd, Dale Jarrett of Conover, North Carolina. And Rick Mast out of Rockbridge, Baths, Virginia will go 31st. Bobby Hillen of Midland, Texas starts 30th. 29th, John Krebs of Roseville, California. Starting 28th, Bill Smith of Redding, California. 27th, Butch Gilliland of Anaheim, California. 26th, Brett Bodine from Chemung, New York. Dave Marcus of Skyland, North Carolina is 25th. Starting 24th will be Ted Musgrave, now calling Troutman, North Carolina, his home. 23rd, Sterling Marlin from Columbia, Tennessee. 22nd, Jimmy Spencer. He is now living in Mooresville, North Carolina. And Kenny Wallace will be starting 21st out of Concord, North Carolina. In 20th, Rick Wilson from Bartow, Florida. 19th, Dorsey Schrader of St. Louis, Missouri. Kyle Petty of Randleman, North Carolina goes 18th. 17th is Bill Elliott out of Dawsonville, Georgia. From Owensboro, Kentucky, Michael Waltrip starts 16th. 15th is Jeff Gordon out of Pittsburgh, Indiana. P.J. Jones from Rolling Hills, California goes 14th. 13th, Darrell Waltrip from Franklin, Tennessee. Morgan Shepard out of Conover, North Carolina starts 12th. 12th, 11th is Derek Cope from Spanaway, Washington. And starting 10th, Terry Labonte from Corpus Christi, Texas. 9th, Davey Allison from Hueytown, Alabama from Fenton, Missouri. Kenny Schrader is 8th. 7th is Wally Dollenback Jr. of Basalt, Colorado. Starting 6th, Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. Mark Martin from Batesville, Arkansas will be 6th. 4th this afternoon. Make that 5th for Mark Martin. 4th this afternoon, Ernie Urban. From Modesto, California, just up the road here, starting third, Jeff Bodine from Chemung, New York. Ricky Rudd, outside pole from Chesapeake, Virginia. And Dale Earnhardt from Kannapolis, North Carolina, is on the pole. That's the starting order for the 43 cars. This racetrack, 2.52 miles around, 11 turns, where we are positioned right at the start-finish line, is in front of the pit straight. And then, as you come out of the turn one area, or excuse me, the start-finish line area, you make a left-hand turn. That's turn number one, which begins a steady climb up here towards turns two, three, four, and five. That's where Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia is located. Thanks, Eli. There's a lot of blind turns here at Sears Point, and one of the many of those is up in turn two as the car comes up to the top of the hill. One of the steepest inclines here. It's only sky. The driver sees over the hood of the car. A hard right-hand turn, then downhill to turn three. That's a left-hander, which goes up. Slight shunt to the right before you come to the entrance of turn four. That's a right-hand hairpin, which leads downhill to the beginning of the carousel. And at the carousel, that's one of the most critical places 
on this course will be Fred Armstrong of Portland, Oregon. The reason this area is so critical, Barney, is that you can't run off the racetrack without meeting a tire barrier. This part of the racetrack is sunk about 10 feet down into the dirt. There is a wall to the left, a wall to the right with tire barrier. It's a hard left-hand 180-degree sweeping turn. Not a lot of side-by-side room down here. We'll be covering all the action for you today in the carousel. This is a multi-purpose racing facility in addition to the twisting road course that the Winston Cup cars are using. When the NHRA drag race machines come to town, there is a regulation drag strip that runs right up the middle of this course, and it's part of the Winston Cup layout as well. That's where Alan Bestwick of Daytona Beach, Florida is standing. One of the fastest parts of the course, Eli, connecting to one of the slowest parts of the course. When you get to the end of that drag strip, you've got to slow all the way down, drop it to second gear, make a 180-degree right-hand turn. One of the best places to passing because you can outbreak someone and take their line away coming into this corner. David Hyatt is standing midway down that back straightaway as the cars head through his area, turns 9 and 10. Out of turn 7, it's down through the S's, a quick left, a quick right. Then they rumble under my feet on the Goodyear Bridge to sweep back left. Then another right-hander before it turns downhill and heads down to turn 9. They're accelerating all the way down through here. Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware, joining us on the broadcast. He's at the end of that straightaway that leads to that final turn, turn 11. Thanks, Eli. Good afternoon, everyone. The drivers will snake their way through the S's, swing left into turn 10, go full throttle down into turn 11. Got to watch out for the pit lane. It entrances on the left-hand side. The drivers fall one groove down, slam hard on the brakes, downshift into the 180, turn 11. So that's the layout here at Sears Point. We'll be bringing you more of the color and personality of this racetrack as our afternoon unfolds. Again, it is a 74-lap race, 187 miles. Dale Earnhardt and Ricky Rudd on the front row now as they get set to go for green. Here comes the field as Elmo Langley peels away in the Ford Thunderbird safety car. We're ready for the start. Pace car will get off the racetrack as they come down the line waiting for the green flag. This is a critical start for them as they take the green, head up the hill. A lot of times you get knocked off the course and really lose some time. Earnhardt on the brake will get out front all by himself, makes that hard left-hander as meanwhile back behind him the scramble is really on. They hit turn two and turn up toward Joe Moore. Front five cars all single file. It's Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, then Jeff Bodine, Ernie Irvin, now Mark Martin gets in line in single file. Wally Dallenbach now takes the sixth spot. Then Rusty Wallace and Davey Allison behind them. It's stacked up double wide. Terry Labonte tries to move to the inside of Derek Cope. He'll complete that pass. Morgan Shepard now tries to go by Terry Labonte as well as the leaders now enter the carousel. A couple of Chevrolets lead down into the turn number six area. Here comes the black Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt. Ricky Rudd is second. The top five now all single file as they sweep down the 180 degree turn and onto the straightaway. Now they'll air it out for the first time on full throttle up to fourth gear as Earnhardt leads Ricky Rudd by a couple of car lengths. They make the slight left-hand kink. Now slam it down into third gear and step on the brake pedal. Rudd closes on Earnhardt under braking. Won't do it. Here's a challenge for the sixth spot. Rusty Wallace underneath Wally Dallenbach. He'll take that spot away as they come off the gas and onto the throttle, rather, off the corner. Wallace has battled back from uh, Wally Dallenbach as they work through the S's. Dallenbach will get the spot as he tries to close up on Mark Martin. There in the quick right-hander is Earnhardt. Heads into turn nine. He's single file with Ricky Rudd under the Winston Cup bridge. Front pack into turn number 10 right now. Dale Earnhardt leads Ricky Rudd by two car lanes. It's another three to Jeff Bodine and another two to Ernie Irvin as they head for 11. Here they go into turn number 11, hard on the brake, a hard right-hand turn that brings the cars back in front of the pit straight into the view of the crews who have a chance to see these cars in just a scant few seconds each and every lap. Earnhardt holds off the challenge of Ricky Rudd. Third is Jeff Bodine, Ernie Irvin fourth, Mark Martin fifth, Dallenbach now sixth, Rusty Wallace seventh, Davey Allison eighth. The left-hand turn one leads them uphill towards turn number two. Joe Moore is there with ninth place, Terry Labonte trying to make a move and close. Tries to make his move down to the inside of Kenny Schrader. Can't make that 
work. He'll fall back in line in single file. Next closest thing to a battle would be for the third spot. Ernie Irvin closing in on Jeff Bodine. Irvin right there on the rear deck of Bodine. Looks to the inside off turn number five. Can't make the move. Single file. Back down off turn four. Irvin shuffles his brightly colored Chevrolet back in behind the Ford of Jeff Bodine. Now he'll try to make the move in the entrance of the carousel. Can't do it. Bodine will defend to the inside with his red Ford and hold on to the third position as they spill onto the straightaway. They flare out now beginning to wind their way up one more time. Ernie Irvin right on Jeff Bodine's back bumper for the third spot. Couple of spots farther back. Terry Labotti still hounding all over the back of the Ken Schrader car for eighth and ninth. Earnhardt locks the brakes up. The right front on his car locked up for just a second. He'll get away without any trouble. And Ernie Irvin makes the pass on Jeff Bodine for third under braking. They keep it single file now. Just like one. Winston cut snake slithering down through the S's. Earnhardt on the quick right-hander down into fourth gear and down the hill. Behind him, five car lengths. It's Ricky Rod. Another five car lengths back to Ernie Irvin. And then Jeff Bodine in fifth. Jeff Bodine now putting the pressure on Ernie Irvin, waiting for him to maybe lose break coming into turn number 10. Irvin instead punches the throttle, draws another two on Bodine. It's the third place battle coming into turn 11. The third place battle has been where it's at because Earnhardt has kept quite a bit of daylight on Ricky Rudd since they put him under green here a lap or so ago. Back down to the line they come. Dale Earnhardt setting the pace, really slinging that car all the way around this racetrack. And Joe Moore, as he heads up toward you, it's almost like dirt track. And another thing I wanted to point out, I believe this is the first time I have ever been to Sears Point on that first lap that somebody didn't get knocked off the course, at least up at the top of the hill, when they put him under green. They're back to turn two. It is very tight up here, Barney, and there's no runoff area, so if a car does get out of shape, it's quite easy to get pushed over to the side of the track, and everyone is doing a great job here in the early stages. Earnhardt now coming off turn four, locks up the brakes again over here as he hooks the inside of the racetrack, brings it wide off turn four back to the carousel. Top 20 car all single file as they swing down the hill on the roller coaster ride now through turn number five and heading into six. The black Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt now has five car lengths on Ricky Rudd. Ernie Irvin's starting to make a move now. He'll dive to the inside off the carousel. As the leaders come back out onto the end of the drag strip, last lap by Jeff Davis, the Anaheim, California Winston West driver, spun his car in the middle of the straightaway in traffic. Everybody got by okay. And now back to the leaders. Earnhardt locks up that right front brake one more time. He'll get through okay. Ernie Irvin took a look to the outside of Ricky Rudd coming into the corner. Falls back in line, single file. Irvin now will take the Kodak Chevrolet to the high side of Ricky Rudd as they work under the Goodyear Bridge. Irvin gets just a little out of shape as he tries to move his Chevrolet to the rear bumper of the tied Chevrolet dead ahead. They work now into turn nine and under the Winston Cup Bridge. The black and silver Goodrunch Chevrolet snaking its way from left back to the right, back to the left through turn ten. The front five spread out single file as they head to turn eleven. Right now a battle for about eight spot as Terry Labonte and Kenny Schrader go nose to nose. Those cars try to battle one another going into turn number 11, but under heavy braking, Schrader holds off the challenge from Terry Labonte, while the leader is still Dale Earnhardt by eight car lanes on Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. Seven more car lanes back to Jeff Bodine and Mark Martin. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on all. Craftsman in your hand, not to stop it, yeah. Not a chair, quick to stand, only the engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make a lawn, make it John, boy, that kitchen that on. Craftsman in your hand, not to stop it, yeah. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. 
Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Our strength. Here at Sears Point International Raceway in Sonoma, California, Dale Earnhardt continues to maintain his lead here on the Safe Mart 300. About an eight-car length advantage over what's been a darn good battle between second and third place. Ernie Irvin and Ricky Rudd, the leaders are up near the top of the course. And beginning to accelerate down the hill towards the S's. The battle shapes up for the fourth and fifth spot. That's where... Uh, Jeff Bodine, rather, and Mark Martin are running nose to tail. This time, Jeff gets away just by a little bit. Mark Martin closes up as they work down the hill and work under the bridge. Right now, Dale Earnhardt continues to proceed his lead against Ricky Rudd. It's about 10 car lengths now, and Mark Martin, the battle for fifth against Jeff Bodine. Their single file heading to turn 11 as Rusty Wallace is sixth. Dale Earnhardt has extended his lead to about one and eight-tenths seconds over Ricky Rudd, and that's a healthy margin, at least this early in the race. As they work out of turn 11 and come back down to the start-finish line, field begins to spring out a little bit back in the pack right now. We heard, heard us talking a moment ago, possibly, that uh, Dale Earnhardt was putting a little smoke out. Looked like it might have been a brake problem on the car. Let's see if we can get a report from the pits on that. Well, we're talking to Richard Childers about it. He said that uh, Earnhardt hasn't said anything, doesn't know for sure what it is. Richard, they say that the tire's smoking some or the brake's smoking some as he goes into one of the turns. You know what it is? No, not really. You know, he hadn't said anything, and uh, we told him to use all the brake he wanted to because, you know, we got a little new brake on this thing that seems to be working good. Well, that's probably what it is. He's probably just uh, driving in pretty deep. I think they're, they're, they're saying over there in those turns that he's getting in the corners awful deep. Pitch stop, pitch stop here at the early going. Now for Jimmy Spencer as the Meineke crew tends to his car. Let's get an update. Well, Spencer is for just a second. He's back on the racetrack. A report from the Rusty Wallace car that uh, Rusty Wallace uh, is all right. He hasn't said a word to the crew. Uh, he got by Wally Dolan back, and uh, they say he's on his way to the front. Well, he's been working real well around the course this afternoon, at least so far. The leaders are heading up toward Allen Bestwick. And Dale Earnhardt again lighting up that right front tire when he slides into the corner, but scoots away down the hill. As they stretch down the hill, Ricky Rudd tries to hold off the advances again of Ernie Irvis. The difference there is that Rudd is working through the S's a lot smoother than Ernie Irvin is as he manhandles his Kodak Chevrolet back and forth to work on the rear deck of Ricky Rudd. Leaders snaking their way now through turn 10 and heading down the short chute to turn 11. The front six cars are shortening their distance against each other. They're nose to tail heading turn 11. One of the more spirited battles on the racetrack the last few laps has been P.J. Jones making moves around Darrell Waltrip, around Morgan Shepard, now knocking on the door of the top 10. Dale Earnhardt leads, Ricky Rudd second, Ernie Irvin third, fourth is Jeff Bodine, Mark Martin runs in the fifth spot, Rusty Wallace now in sixth, Davey Allison hangs on to seventh, eighth place is Wally Dallin back, Ken Schrader is ninth, tenth is Terry Labonte, and it's about two seconds back to 11th, that's that three-way battle we were telling you about P.J. Jones working along with Morgan Shepard and Darrell Waltrip. Meanwhile, the lead now on lap number six, working towards the carousel. Dale Earnhardt will sweep down the hill. Hard right-hand turn. Best battle on the racetrack now is for second. The two Chevrolets will come nose to tail down the corner. 
Dale Earnhardt leads by about four car lengths as they head into the carousel turn. Here comes Ricky Rudd, and again, Urban looks to the inside of the carousel, can't make the move. This time, Rudd blocks to the inside and holds on to second, but Urban is right there as they sweep out of the straightaway. Ernie Urban has tried Ricky Rudd on the outside, under braking here at turn seven at the hairpin a number of times the last several laps, but can't hook it up on the outside off the corner. Rudd's been able to get away from him. This time, Ernie's going to stay in line, single file. Fourth place, Jeff Bodine, and fifth place, Mark Martin are closing up on second and third. Bodine pulls right in on the rear deck lid of Ernie Irvin as Martin stays back now about four car lengths. They work back to the right-hander and now the sweeping left under the Goodyear Bridge. Now it's back right and down the hill as those cars remain single file. About 20 car lengths on back in sixth spot is Rusty Wallace. The drivers here have established the comfort zone, if you will. They check it right down to the bottom. Seeing some interesting lines in this part of the racetrack. Some going up a groove, some even two. Getting real loose here. Some cars starting to loosen up. They then straighten the cars, head down the straightaway. Some nice battles over here. Right now, Kenny Schrader, Wally back, and Terry Labonte back in the field. It's been a real clean race so far. Just about everybody's been able to stay on the course. Haven't had that many guys off of the dirt as Earnhardt takes them back into turn number one and heads up the hill. We're watching Bill Elliott. He's picked up somewhere between three and four positions and moved up now to about 14th after starting back in 17th spot. Meanwhile, Davey Allison trying to close up on that group of four cars in front of him as they work up toward Joe Moore in turn three. Davey just caps the hill now, makes the right-hander off turn two. He's got about 20 car lengths to make up between himself and the Rusty Wallace car further behind Davey Allison. Now that three-way battle that's been going on for some time, now just entering turn three. It's Kenny Schrader leading Wally Dollarback. Terry Labonte also there with that pack. Labonte about two car lengths behind Dollarback now as they head for the carousel. That battle for a second now shapes up well as Ernie Irvin looks to the inside of Ricky Rudd on the end to the corner. Jeff Bodine is also there in his Fords. Two Fords for third, two Chevrolets for second as they race out of the straightaway. Second, third, fourth, and fifth, all about a car length and a half apart now as they come to the end of the stretch and begin the downshifting and braking process. Five car lengths ahead. Earnhardt, one more time, lights up that right front tire under braking and now streams away as Ernie Irvin slides a little bit off the corner. Bodine goes after him. Nose to tail now with Bodine and Irvin as they work under the Goodyear Bridge. Irvin will pull away a bit over Bodine. Then it's Mark Martin again about 20 car lengths on back to Rusty Wallace and another 20 car lengths before we see the next car of Davey Allison. He works off the course just a little bit as Ken Schrader is in hot pursuit there followed by Terry Labonte and road racer Wally Dollenbach. They work down the hill and under the Winston Cup bridge. Dale Earnhardt making his way under the Winston Cup series bridge, snaking his way through turn 10. No problems here for Earnhardt. He punches the throttle. He's in turn 11. We mentioned some of the road racing specialists. Wally Dollenbach still running well up in the top 8 right now. Dorsey Schrader being shown in 17 position. Tommy Kendall, who started 33rd, is now running in 25th, still early in the Safe Mart 300. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires Sunoco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The first full course caution of the afternoon has just been displayed here at Sears Point Raceway in Sonoma, California. The cars have slowed with Dale Earnhardt leading. The problem happened up in turns three and four in front of Joe Moore. Eli, it's Bill Smith of Redding, California, who was working the outside groove trying to pass some other cars as he came off turn number three, headed for turn four. The left side of the car went off the race course. He tried to bring it back on, but the car looped around and now has backed up over the tire barrier. And actually, the chassis of the car is sitting on the tire, so he cannot get any traction to drive the car off that. They'll have to bring a wrecker over and lift him up to get him back off the course. That happens a lot of times here at Sears Point. The car will get up off the ground, won't be able to get any traction on the wheels, and it will take a wrecker to come out and move it. Quick reminder, today's broadcast of the Save Mart 300 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Sears Point International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. We may see some pit stops coming up here now that they're under caution for the first time, even though they've only put about uh, 11 laps. This should be around 10 to 11 laps when they come back around this time. A couple of cars have already had problems. Jimmy Spencer was in a moment ago, and also Sterling Marlin had some problems on the start. Jim Phillips? Well, Sterling Marlin was scheduled to roll off 23rd this afternoon, but he had an axle problem. Uh, they came across the wall and uh, worked on the axles, got to both the uh, wheels pulling in the rear. He went back out, but he had to start shotgun on the field. Then Jimmy Spencer, early in the race, uh, the transmission hung in a gear, and they had to go underneath the car and adjust the linkage, and he's able to shift now, so he's uh, back to normal. Jimmy Spencer was one of three drivers, along with Jeff Gordon and Bobby Labonte, who visited the driving school out here this week to try and learn some pointers about getting around this racetrack. And uh, Jimmy said, you know, you don't often mention my name in conjunction with road racing, but he feels happy that the Skip Barber School taught him a good bit. Here comes the field now. They're going to pass the pit straight, with the exception of Rusty Wallace. The Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac comes in for an adjustment either to the car or to the driver. Let's go to pit road and get an update. They're going to have have a, they got a little bit of a problem. The car's got uh, leaking the water maybe just a little bit. So they're going to check that over while they're in. They're going to change tires on the car and uh, and talk to him for a bit. But uh, I understand that they may have just a little bit of a water problem. We'll check it out. Trans Am Series driver Scott Sharp is the standby, as is Jack Baldwin, another Trans Am driver, the defending series champ, standing by for Terry Labonte if he doesn't feel ready to go here for the entire afternoon. But everyone else, for the most part, bypassing pit road. It does give us an opportunity, though, to give you a true bird's-eye view of this racetrack. 11 twisty turns, uphill and downhill, from the eyes of Bobby Labonte. Let's join him for today's Maxwell House Hot Lap. Part of what it feels like to drive a lap here at Sears Point is that there's a lot of things to do at one time. Going into turn one past the start-finish line, you're going up the hill. All of a sudden, I have to hit the brake, turn left, downshift to third, hit the brake some more, turn right, downshift to second, back on the throttle, over the curve, shift to third, into turn three, hard left, on the brake, back on the throttle, up the hill, to the right, hit the curve of the right side tires, the scariest part of the racetrack. You're up on two wheels, you got no idea where you're going because the racetrack 
falls off in front of you and it falls off to the left and you just hope that you don't get off in the dirt. After turn five, you're going uphill to turn six. There's a dip at the top of the hill. You're on the brakes and if you get it too hard, it's going to bounce the car to the right, bounce it up and down, and that's going to really mess you up because it's a hard left-hand corner. Back in the throttle, off to the drag strip, shift to fourth gear, go underneath the bridge, hard on the brakes, downshift to third, downshift to second again, hard right-hand corner. A lot of passing gets done right here in a turn seven. Right here is where you go through the S's, it feels like tunnel vision. I'm driving the Maxwell House forward through here. Anywhere you get off the racetrack, you know it's going to be trouble. Guardrail to the right, a big hill on the left. Now we're at the fastest part of the racetrack, out of turn nine. Right here, your car's in a four-wheel drift all the way out. You're getting maximum usage of your car. You're on the curb on the right, all the way out to the gravel on the left. Downshift to third, downshift to second, on the brakes. Use a wide entrance into turn 11. Try to get off as low as you can, all the way down the front straightaway. Shift to fourth underneath the flag stand, all the way back into turn one. When Maxwell House Coffee was looking for a NASCAR driver to team up with in 93, it chose Bobby Labonte because Bobby and Maxwell House have a lot in common. Maxwell House has a long history of consistent quality. Bobby Labonte has shown that same consistent quality in his racing. Maxwell House is a family favorite, and the Labonte's are one of racing's favorite families. Most importantly, Bobby Labonte is going to be in the NASCAR spotlight for a long time to come, and that's just where Maxwell House plans to be, too. Maxwell House, the official coffee of NASCAR. Had a few other drivers take advantage of his caution flag to duck on the pit road. Rick Mast was in a moment ago, so was Michael Waltrip, along with Rick Wilson, and uh, Sterling Marlin also came back in along with Hut Strickland. The field has gotten the one-to-go signal. They give them the one-to-go signal on the road course, not here at start-finish, but all the way at the far end of the course. So technically you're getting the half-a-lap-to-go green signal. And here they come out of turn 11 right now. Elmo Langley with the lights out atop the Ford Thunderbird safety car gets set to pull away. And Darrell Waltrip with the field and toll behind him comes up through the gearbox. Green flag from Doyle Ford. And away they go again. Earnhardt, who has led since the beginning, quickly climbs the hill through turn number one. Rudd is second, though he's going to feel the heat from Ernie Irvin, who closes in as they crest the hill and make the right-hand turn to number two. Irvin looks to the outside of Ricky Rudd coming off turn two. Now ducks down low, tries to move underneath the tide Chevrolet, but neither move will work, so single file they'll come downhill, back to turn number three further back, Davey Allison challenges Mark Martin for the fifth position, Martin also bearing down on the car directly ahead of him, that'll be Jeff Bodine, here's Darrell Waltrip now, making a move to the inside of Wally Dallenbach, this will be about for the ninth position, they're side by side, three Chevrolets and three Fords make up the top six, then that side by side battle for the ninth position settles down, Earnhardt now opens it up to about five car lengths, as they string out the carousel and onto the straightaway, give Darrell Waltrip the ninth spot and put Wally Dallenbach down back to 10th and give Dale Earnhardt already about a 10 lead over the rest of the field as he rumbles down into turn number 7. Here's Ernie Irvin one more time taking a look to the outside of Ricky Rudd under braking. He'll quickly fall back in line single file. Davey Allison looks underneath Mark Martin who makes kind of a wide turn. He'll have to go back single file as well. Earnhardt pulls away by about 7 car lengths now back to Ricky Rudd. Again, Ernie Irvin right on his bumper. Then it's Jeff Bodine. Three car lengths back. Mark Martin, Davey Allison, Ken Schrader, then Terry Labonte and Daryl Walter as they work down the hill and under the bridge. The black and silver colors of the Goodrich Chevrolet got the field covered in turn 10, but there's a second place battle heating up. It's Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin nose to tail. We'll see how and who breaks each other into turn 11. 
That's been the hardest one on the speedway all afternoon is the battle for second place between Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. Irvin's tried to get under him a couple of times coming through parts of the course and other times he's tried to drive around him on the outside but has not been able to do it. How strong is Dale Earnhardt? Well, in the span of one lap, he has opened up one and two tenths seconds over Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin as they climb up the hill. Heading back up into the corner, Tommy Kendall continues to work his way to the front of the pack. He is now up in 20th position as they head for turn three. First battle will be for about the eighth position now as Darrell Walter picking up ninth for the last time for turns three and four is now bearing down on Terry Labonte in the eighth position. Walter tried to make his move in turn three, now falls back single file, but up front it's Earnhardt by five car lengths over Ricky Rudd. Ernie Irvin right behind him, then Jeff Bodine and Mark Martin. Irvin looks to the inside of Rudd as they swing down in turn number five, now heading into six. He'll look to the inside once again, but Rudd is there to the low side of the racetrack. He'll block the spot. Irvin stays back in the third position as they head onto the straightaway. Watching Rusty Wallace work his way back up through the field after the pit stop under that caution flag. He's just bypassed Bobby Labonte and moved himself up into the 22nd spot as the front 15 cars all run single file down into turn number seven. First challenge a little bit back in the pack. Morgan Shepard looks to get around Derek Cope. He'll go single file down into the corner. This time as they come down through the S's though, Earnhardt will stretch it out in the lead. Meantime, back in the back, Morgan Shepard has had to fall back in behind Derek Cope. He gets blocked off by Bill Elliott. Straight ahead of them is Kyle Petty by five car lengths. And T.J. Jones is in front of them as they work down the hill. Leaders go to the left, back to the right, then back to the left as they head into turn number 10. Warming the tires up a little bit before they race side by side. Everyone single file. Nobody attempting to make a move in this part of the racetrack. Rusty Wallace, who came off pit road in 29th, now running in 23rd spot. The leader out of turn number 11, Dale Earnhardt, still by the second and a quarter on Ricky Rudd. Rudd has eight car lanes on Ernie Irvin. Ernie has eight more on Jeff Bodine. He runs in the fourth spot. Fifth is Mark Martin. Davey Allison is sixth. Seventh is Ken Schrader. Terry Labonte runs eighth. Darrell Waltrip ninth. Tenth is Wally Dallenbach. Kyle Petty is eleventh. P.J. Jones twelfth. Thirteenth is Bill Elliott now. Fourteenth, Derek Cope. Fifteenth spot, Morgan Shepard ahead of Dale Jarrett and Brett Bodine running sixteenth and seventeenth. Good battle is for the eleventh position. P.J. Jones trying to move up on Kyle Petty just here in turn three. And right behind Jones is Bill Elliott trying to make his move in the Budweiser Ford. Jones goes wide off turn number three, ducking into turn four, tries to drop underneath, can't make the move. So Elliott falls in line behind Jones. That'll be twelfth and thirteenth spots. Earnhardt with a move to the outside in turn number five. Got him all the way out onto the apron. He lost maybe a second on that maneuver as Ricky Rudd closes in as they head down onto the straightaway. And Ricky Rudd is pulled away from Ernie Irvin by about a second. Ernie, Ernie Irvin has about another equal distance over Jeff Bodine, but Mark Martin is all over the back of Bodine's bumpers. They come down into seven. Bodine making kind of a wide entrance into the corner, but Martin will have to take an identical line to get his forward through, so they'll all go single file down the hill. As they snake down through the S's now, one more time, Martin will fall back from Jeff Bodine as Bodine will close in now on Ernie Irvin. In front of them, the second place machine of Ricky Rudd pulls away down the hill as they sweep to the left and under the Winston Cup bridge. Battle for the third spot shaping up. It's Ernie Irvin and Jeff Bodine toss Mark Martin in there as well. A close call last time by in this part of the racetrack. Some drivers decided to get three wide going into turn 11. You don't do that. It's a one groove turn. The leaders are heading back to the front straightaway. And they'll put 13 laps on the board of the 74 that will make up the save mark 300 here this afternoon. A quick update on Bill Smith. The record went out. They did get him off the tires. He came on the pit road as crew check the car over and he has gone back onto the speedway. We'll be right back. In the 16th lap here at Sears Point International Raceway, 16 of 74 laps complete. Jeff Bodine moments ago made a nice move here at the start-finish line to bypass Ricky Rudd. 
he really drag raced with him coming out of turn number 11. And in that first left-hand turn, turn number one, he accelerated and passed him to the outside to grab second spot. So Dale Earnhardt, who continues to lead as he has from the beginning, now sees second spot being held by Jeff Bodine, who's some eight or ten car lanes behind. Rusty Wallace, who remember we told you came out of the pits in 29th spot before, now running in 17th position as the field works down through the S's and heading towards turn number 10. Jeff Bodine has really turned the wick up on the Motorcraft Fours. He's cleared Ricky Rudd. So is Mark Martin. Your top three, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Bodine, Mark Martin. Fourth is Ricky Rudd. Fifth is Ernie Irvin. Jeff Bodine is closing in in a hurry. A moment ago, he was better than three seconds behind Dale Earnhardt. He's cut it down to about one and four-tenths right now. We're just commenting here in the booth a moment ago about how many of uh, the drivers are doing so much better job in the cars this year than they have in previous years coming to Sears Point. Apparently, they are adapting well and beginning to get a little more familiar with this road course. The best racing Joe Moore has been going on a little bit further back in the pack. And back right now from Davey Allison on back, that's where the real close battle is as they swing through turn two and head up the hill to three. Davey Allison leads a pack that has settled down a bit. Now the car is directly behind him, working on him for several laps. It's kind of cooled their heels. Ken Schrader, Terry Labonte, and Darrell Walter have all trying to work on Davey for some time. Even further back in the pack, there's been some great racing going on for positions 11, 12, and 13. Bill Elliott and Derek Cope have been battling there, along with Brett Bodine and also the P.J. Jones car, and while they were battling among themselves, Rusty Wallace, who made that pit stop a few moments ago, passed all of them. He's now moved up to the 15th position. The leaders now swing down onto the straightaway. Jeff Bodine beginning to really gain on Dale Earnhardt as they head down towards turn number seven. And Rusty Wallace has moved up now to the 13th position. Last time by into turn seven, he made a nice move on the outside under braking and got around two cars. Jeff Bodine maybe seeing a little bit of that in his own mind as he closes in on Dale Earnhardt with a late braking move. He's now just a car length off Earnhardt's back bumper for the lead. The Motorcraft Ford and the GM Goodrich Chevrolet work down through the S and swinging it back right and down the hill. They'll keep it single file. A good battle, though, shapes up way on back for 7th, 8th, and ninth, That's where Ken Schrader, Terry Labonte, and Daryl Waltrip all run nose to tail. Your front two nose to tail coming through turn number 10. Jeff Bodine is there again. He'll look to the outside then to the inside. He drops low trying to outbreak Earnhardt into turn 11. So Jeff Bodine makes the inside move under hard braking. He will grab the lead but Earnhardt tries to come back to the inside. Will not make it go. But the Motorcraft Ford in front here with the team standing directly below us just looking on and smiling as Bodine who's had quite a week taking over over the operation and ownership of Kowicki Racing on Tuesday, now cresting the hill in turn number two as the leader of the Safe Mart 300. Here's Bodine off turn two, making the hard right-hander, swinging it wide with Earnhardt, tacked to his rear deck, and now Mark Martin able to close it as well. The front threesome now just exiting turn three as the next two cars just enter turn three. That's Ricky Run and Ernie Irvin, those two cars as well, going nose to tail. Off turn four now, the end of the carousel. Earnhardt looks underneath Bodine, but Bodine sprints away by three more car lengths. Jeff Bodine's red Ford lead away down the hill now climbing back up again approaching turn number six Bodine will open it up to about two car lengths now Dale Earnhardt has to defend for second Mark Martin is there he'll look to the inside of the carousel single file they'll string onto the straightaway now as Jeff Bodine opens up another car length or two on Dale Earnhardt Earnhardt's going to worry about Mark Martin and farther back fourth and fifth place Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin beginning to feel some heat from behind as Ken Schrader and Davey Allison continue to close as here's that challenge for second spot Earnhardt swings wide in turn number seven Mark Martin drops down to the inside they'll Goes side by side into the S's. Working through the S's side by side is not a good way to go. This time Earnhardt will outthrottle Mark Martin as he drops the wheel off in the dirt as he sweeps left, then back right to recapture that second spot that Martin tried to take away. Jeff Bodine is gone. He's hit the throttle. He's got about 15 car lengths on the second place battle. That battle's led by Dale Earnhardt. Mark Martin is third. 
He'll look to the inside of Earnhardt. We'll think better of it. Here he goes again. He's got the spot in turn 11. Driving down to the inside of Dale Earnhardt as they come through turn 11. Mark Martin will move ahead and take over the number two position, dropping Dale back to third place. Just a moment ago, the High League Myers furniture car, Bobby Hillen, was on pit road. Let's see if we can get a quick update. Broken drive shaft's a problem, Barney. They're underneath right now. They've gone to the truck to get a new one to put in the, the Ford. He sets up on four jack stands, and uh, they'll get him back in the race. Well, Bobby Hillen had his problems early here. He's had a pretty good run, a, a good finish, at least on one occasion here at Sears Point. Let's pick up the leaders on the course. Jeff Bodine in turn three. Now just coming uphill with a five-car length margin over Mark Martin. Earnhardt's directly behind him. Bodine hugs the inside of turn number four. Now swings wide to the outside of turn four, headed down to the carousel. Mark Martin trying to make the move for the lead. Down the hill as they head into turn number five. Now they'll make the hard right-hand turn, and Jeff Bodine opens it up to about four car lengths as they swing into the carousel turn. Bodine to the inside. Martin takes a look there, but Bodine keeps him about three car lengths in arrears as they head onto the straightaway. Things beginning to spread out a little bit among the second half of the top ten as you get from fifth place Ernie Irvin on back. Davey Allison running a pretty good distance back along with Ken Schrader. A little farther back you find Terry Labonte running in the ninth spot, or make that the eighth spot. Darrell Waltrip running in ninth. Wants eighth. He ducks down to the inside of Labonte at the end of the drag strip, and he'll get the eighth spot under breaking. Kyle Petty runs tenth. 11th now will be Rusty Wallace, right behind him in 12th is Dale Jarrett. W Wally Dollenbach runs 13th, and then there's a battle for 14th station up. That's where Derek Cope and Bill Elliott go side by side as they work into the S's now. Meanwhile, the leaders are under the Winston Cup bridge. Your front three have been spread out by about five car, car lengths in between each car. It's Jeff Bodine, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, Ernie Irvin, Davey Allison, Ken Schrader, and Darrell Waltrip. They work now off the turn number 11 area, back to start-finish. They'll put 19 laps on the board this time. If you're just joining us, Dale Earnhardt led the first 16 laps. The last three have belonged to Jeff Bodine. Today's Save Mart 300 on MRN Radio is sponsored by STP Oil Treatment, Gas Treatment, Fuel Injector Cleaner, and Son of a Gun Protectant. By Planners Nuts. Eat Planners. Everybody loves a racing nut. By your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. By Heilig Myers Furniture, proud sponsor of the Bobby Hillen Junie Donlevy Thunderbird. And by Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Daytona 500 winner Dale Jarrett's car. Welcome back to Sears Point International Raceway in Sonoma, California. MRN Radio with continuing live coverage of the Save Mart 300. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Virtually every other voice that MRN Radio has is scattered somewhere across this Northern California countryside today for the first road course race of the 1993 season. While you were gone, there was no change for the lead. It was still Jeff Bodine having taken over the lead earlier, but others have seen all sorts of problems. There was a spin involving Jeff Gordon a short while ago. Moments later, we saw a spin involving Jimmy Spencer. Morgan Shepard tangled with P.J. Jones very briefly. That sent Jones to the pit area for service. And Bobby Hillen finally climbed from his race car. Apparently, the day is done there. Let's get an update from the Heilig Myers pit. Well, Eli, they tell him to put his helmet back on. They grab another drive shaft. And now he's putting his helmet back on to go back in the race as just a second ago. Wally Dollenbach passed me, going to his pit lane toward Dick Brooks. Well, Wally's in the pits now. They've had a little bit of a problem with the uh, engine not running exactly right. It's not uh, maybe the carburation or the uh, ignition system, although the car's running pretty good. Said it's kind of cutting off a little bit wrong or not running 
like they'd like to have it run. They're not doing anything to it now. They're only changing tires and fueling it up. They've got the right sides done. The left sides are about ready to go. I talked to Steve Meal, Mark Martin's crew chief, and he said it was okay. So they just uh, bumped one of them racing things, and uh, he got sideways, got out of shape, but there's nothing wrong with the car. Yeah, Mark's getting around the course just about as quick as he was before he got uh, spun off there just a moment ago. Right now, the interval for Jeff Bodine is the biggest one we've seen all day for the leader. It is three and three-tenths seconds as he pulls away from Dale Earnhardt here at lap 21. Why don't we take you back on a full rundown here. Jeff Bodine shows the way currently at an average speed of 82.171 miles an hour. Dale Earnhardt second. Third place is Ricky Rudd. Ernie Irvin fourth. Davey Allison fifth. Ken Schrader runs sixth. Seventh is Darrell Waltrip. Eighth, Terry Labonte. Mark Martin settles back into the ninth spot now, ahead of 10th place, Rusty Wallace. In 11th, they're showing Dale Jarrett. 12th belongs to the Kyle Petty car. 13th is Bill Elliott. Michael Waltrip is in 14th, and Derek Cope 15th. 16th, again, all of these cars on the lead lap. 16th is Brett Bodine. 17th, Sterling Marlin. 18th now is Tommy Kendall with Morgan Shepard in 19th spot. 20th belongs to Rick Wilson. 21st is Dorsey Schrader. Harry Gant runs in 22nd spot. 23rd here today is Hutch Strickland in 24th position. They'll post the Phil Parsons car. 25th is Ted Musgrave. Kenny Wallace runs 26th. In 27th, West Coast driver Jeff Davis. 28th is Bobby Labonte. Rick Corelli, who showed a wisp of smoke from behind his car moments ago. He's running in the 29th spot. And 30th will be John Krebs. In 31st, Jeff Gordon. 32nd spot is Dick Trickle. 33rd, they'll now post the Dirk Stevens automobile ahead of uh, the 34th place runner. That's going to be Jimmy Spencer. In 35th, one of the last cars on the lead lap, Herschel McGriff, along with Wally Dallenbach, who now after that pit stop drops back to 36th position. 37th spot, they'll show Rick Mast. 38th place now is the P.J. Jones car, who again made a pit stop a few moments ago. 39th is Dave Marcus, and the last car in the lead lap in 40th is Bill Sedgwick. One lap down in the uh, 41st position is Butch Gilliland. Two laps down, Bill Schmidt, and still in the uh, garage area after the lengthy repairs, Bobby Hillen being posted in 43rd position. So at this moment, nobody officially out of the event, and of the 43 starters, 40 are being shown on the lead lap. 74 laps making up the total distance here today. Currently working lap number 23 as we check in on pit road. Well, you know, sometimes you have to kind of get used to heavy cars. These drivers come from different places. They're good road race drivers and what have you, but they're used to it. P.J. Jones, I think, it's an example of that. Uh, talked to Ernie Elliott working on the, on the team, and he said that uh, P.J. just got a good lesson. Said he just drove in like he would a lighter car and uh, slid a tire and uh, flat spotted at somebody. Other than that, he's doing a great job. Bob Piccinini joining us here in the booth. He's the chairman of the Save March Supermarkets, who are, again, back as sponsors of this only Winston Cup visit to Northern California. It's great to see you again, and you've got a turnout that is just beyond belief. I don't know how I can estimate a crowd here. I certainly couldn't as they're covering every inch of this racetrack. It uh, looks like all of Northern California here. You know, last year they said 85,000. I think it's bigger this year. I think in racing terms, that means blowing your doors off, right? I would think so. You know, one thing that's impressed me, and it's nobody's business how much a company spends on promotion, but we get to travel this Winston Cup circuit from coast to coast, and there's not a sponsor, a title sponsor, that has gotten more bang for their buck than Save Mart. I mean, you can't go anywhere here in this uh, entire region without seeing newspaper ads, magazine ads, radio promotions, TV spots, and the like. You guys have uh, also blown the doors off going to promote for this race. 
Well, you know, we have an expression in our company that if you're going to be a bear, you better be a grizzly. So when we decided to uh, sponsor this race, we decided to go all out and really try and get a bang, like you say. What's been the response to the race fans of Winston Cup Racing coming up here now that we've been here uh, five years? Well, you know, racing fans uh, all over the United States are the best. And uh, this, year, this event just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And I, I hate to think what it's going to be like a few years from now because there's so many people I've talked to that this is the first time they've ever been here and they're having a ball. Bob, still some acreage for the fans to cover, so we encourage them all to come out here and join us. Great to see you again, and I hope this association continues for many, many years. Well, we've got a contract for at least two more years, so uh, we're going to keep trying to make it bigger and better. Bob, great to see you. Nice to be here. Take care. Bob Piccanini, he's the chairman of Safe Mart Supermarkets, and they really have just totally covered this area with promotions for the Safe Mart 300. Yeah, they've done a heck of a job for it. We got the fourth-place car on pit road just a moment ago. Ernie Irvin, let's cover that stop. Well, Ernie, come in and get tires and fuel, and uh, don't seem to be a problem with them. I couldn't see exactly what they did in there, but they're back on the racetrack. It was a root, appear, appeared to be a routine stop. They dumped in a tank of Unical fuel, made a four-tire change, put the car down, and get him back onto the speedway. And now we're seeing a little activity also in the motorcraft pit of Bud Moore's team as they're getting ready here very shortly to bring in Jeff Bodine. Let's go back to the pits. Well, I think they're all be coming in pretty quick. Terry Labonte was in. They got him serviced up. There was a report earlier that he was having a little bit of a problem, but they didn't do anything except just tires and fuel and put him back on the racetrack. Kyle Petty, same way. Tires and fuel, and he was going away. So as we work here in the mid-stages of the Safe Mart 300, 24 laps are complete. Dorsey Schrader now brings the uh, Country Time car onto and off of pit road as the lead automobiles continue to circulate here in the mid-stages of the event. If you're just joining us, Dale Earnhardt led the first 16 laps. Jeff Bodine took the lead on lap number 17, has had it since then, but now the pit boards are going out. And there's going to be a new leader. Rusty Wallace will take over the lead as all the other cars begin to peel off the turn 11 area and head down pit road. So Wallace becomes the third leader of the afternoon. Here comes Jeff Bodine to the attention of the Bud Moore crew. Let's cover the stop. Well, I think uh, they're happy to be in front. I think they're going to do a good, quick pit stop to get the tires on the car, get fuel in it. Dale Earnhardt's in. Uh, the same thing with his cars as with Daryl Waldrop and uh, Davey Allison all in getting four tires and fuel. These are routine and scheduled pit stops as the world's fastest pit crew. They hold the record, the Motorcraft team does, of Bud Moore having won it up at the North Carolina Motor Speedway last October. Quick one for them. Dale Earnhardt is in. Routine stop for him. He is down on the way. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. Well, they said the pit lane, Harry Gant is in. Brett Bodine is in. Morgan Shepard getting service. Uh, the Derek Colt machine uh, having a good run today is in for pit service. John Krebs pulls in on the pit lane. Uh, earlier we had service with Kyle Petty. He got four tires and gasoline on lap 24. Dorsey Schrader in on 24 for service. Uh, he got four tires and gasoline as Harry Gant's car stalls as it comes off the pit lane. But now he's rolling down the pit lane. So these are scheduled stops for all of the cars, but it's going to jumble up the running order considerably on the speedway. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. After 27 laps, Michael Waltrip is currently the leader of the Save Mart 300 here at Sears Point Raceway in Sonoma, California. His Pennzoil Pontiac leading by about five car lanes over Sterling Marlin, who's second. Rick Wilson in the STP Pontiac runs third. Fourth is the McDonald's Ford for Hutch Strickland. And fifth is the Mannheim Auctions Automobile for Phil Parsons. His Chevrolet is in fifth. Now let's mention that we are in the midst of a series of green flag pit stops here. Sixth place is Dale Earnhardt, 7th Ernie Irvin, 8th place is Rusty Wallace, 9th spot Ricky Rudd, and 10th Jeff Bodine. But Michael Waltrip, who started 16th, has 
progressed to work his way towards the front, and that's a big shot in the arm for that racing team because, very honestly, they haven't had the kind of runs they had hoped for. Although here on a road course, Michael has been in the top ten consistently here at Sears Point over the last number of years. Another one of those guys at the start of the broadcast we had mentioned who you don't automatically think of as a road racer but has had awfully good success here. He's working now out of turn one, climbing the hill towards turn two and Joe Moore. Michael Walter makes his move now, sweeping wide through turn two, down to the inside of the track, drops down about 2,000 feet to turn number three to make that hard left-hander. Sterling Marlin directly behind him. Marlin follows by about four car lengths, and then it's probably three or four seconds back to the next car in line, which would be Dick Trickle. Here's Walter breaking hard, coming off turn number four, headed downhill to the carousel. Walter's right yellow Pontiac will sweep down on the hard right-hand turn, then it's up and down again into the carousel turn, that hard left 180-degree sweeping corner. Marlin looks to the inside of Walter but Waltrip's yellow Pontiac defends the spot. The blue Ford can't make the move. They'll go back to single file off the corner. Sterling Marlin looking for a piece of that lead if he can get it all over the back bumper of Michael Waltrip's Pontiac. Also some good racing going from about the fourth spot on back. That's where all those cars that had made their pit stops beginning to work their way back up. Dale Earnhardt at the head of that group as Sterling Marlin takes a quick look under Michael Waltrip off a seven. Can't make it stick. He's back in single file. Stays in line as they work through the S's. He drops back about four car lengths now as they work down under the Goodyear Bridge sweeping left. On back, as Alan mentioned, things have changed. Dale Earnhardt has now moved into third. Ernie Irvin rides fourth. Fifth is Ricky Rudd. Rusty Rollins is in the sixth spot. Seventh now goes Rick Wilson. And eighth is Jeff Bodine as the leaders work down under the Winston Cup Bridge. The black, yellow, and red colors of the Pennzoil Pontiac sneaking their way underneath the Winston Cup Series Bridge. That's Michael Waltrip. He's got three car lengths on Sterling Marlin as they go to start finish. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. To put things in a little more perspective for you, the two cars that now are at the front of the field, Michael Waltrip and Sterling Marlin, pitted at about lap number 10. They did not come in this last round of pit stops, so their pit stop is a little bit out of sequence as they work back up to turn two and three. Those leaders work over towards turn three. Meanwhile, the good shuffle going on back for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Rusty Wallace has now picked up the fourth position as he got around Ricky Rudd, and just ahead of him now running single file, the Dale Earnhardt and Ernie Irvin machines. They now work downhill off turn four. Irvin will look to the inside of Earnhardt as they sweep through turn number four. Meanwhile, Sterling Marlin tries again on Michael Waltrip in the carousel. Now will get alongside. Side by side, battle for the lead onto the straightaway. Michael Waltrip will have the advantage, though, as he gets up through the gears a little bit quicker. Marlin drops about a car length back. Now Marlin's going to try the inside under heavy braking. Waltrip heavy on the brake. Smoke billowing out the back of the Pennzoil car. They're dead even around the corner. Marlin's going to shut them off with the preferred inside line. The new leader is Sterling Marlin. Ford and Pontiac now head the field as they work down under the Winston Cup bridge, and Sterling Marlin pulls away only by about a car length. Michael Waltrip will pull it right back up on the rear deck lid as they swing right, sweep down the hill, and look for the left-hander under the Winston Cup Series bridge. Sterling Marlin now with the two car lengths on Michael Waltrip. Michael will then more smoke out of the rear end of the Pontiac. He's up on the rear bumper of the Revestus Ford. They head to turn 11, but smoke is coming from Michael Waltrip's car. So Michael Waltrip stays on the racetrack directly in the tire tracks of the Revestus Ford, but Sterling Marlin has taken that Stavola Brothers car from a shotgun start towards the front of the field, and he leads here at the St. Mart 300 in Sonoma.
Second is Michael Waltrip. It's a, then a goodly distance back, nearly some ten and a half seconds to a lapped car of Dick Trickle. And then the third place runner, Dale Earnhardt, and fourth place, Ernie Irvin. And that smoke is getting a little bit worse on uh, Michael Waltrip's car, Joe Moore, as he, come up, as he comes up in your area. It looked like it was really pronounced as he went by the start-finish line and made the hard turn up the hill. Really saw it quite well as he came off turn number two. It seems to have subsided now as he's running straight down the hill to turn number three, making the hard break to the right-hand turn of turn three and downhill. No sign of smoke this time. Looks to be in pretty good shape. Waltrip will take a look to the inside of Marlin as they swing through turn number five, but Marlin opens it up now over the hump, heading into the carousel. Sterling Marlin by two car lengths over Michael Waltrip. His car running well through the carousel in the second position as they sweep onto the straightaway. And as the leaders accelerate up through the gearbox, still waiting for the third place runner of Dale Earnhardt to make an appearance back out onto the straightaway. He's running some six or seven seconds behind as Michael Waltrip's car once again billows smoke. Looks like maybe to speculate a little bit when he downshifts and lets the clutch back out on the car that the, uh, the, the pressure that that's putting on the rear end of the car might be causing that smoke. He might be having a little trouble with the gearing on the machine. One thing to mention, since these two cars haven't pitted as early as the last cars have right behind them, the third and fourth place cars are starting to close in very slowly but surely now as Dale Earnhardt closes in now on Dick Trickle to put another lap on that machine. Sterling Marlin pulls away now by two more car lengths over Michael Waltrip. Some excitement a couple laps ago here in turn 10. Jimmy Spencer, Mr. Excitement himself, came through turn 10 using every bit of the ripple strips up on two wheels. He's able to go on. More excitement here in the corner now as Davey Allison snakes his way through with Mark Martin and Rick Wilson in tow. Average speed, 83.126 miles an hour. Sterling Marlin continues to show the way as we check in on pit road. We talked earlier about uh, Kenny Wallace uh, off the pace a little bit. His car is hung in fourth gear. The same problem for Rick Mast. His car is also just uh, fourth gear for those two teams. The Michael Waltrip crew, as he goes by, they check the back of his car every time, but no word yet on any problems he might have. It appears that when Michael downshifts the car or goes up through the gearbox either direction, that that is when the smoke really gets pronounced out of the car. We'll follow up on that in a moment. We'll be right back. Sears Point Raceway in Sonoma, California just jammed to capacity here this afternoon seeing a very interesting running of the Safe Mart 300. It's been slowed only once by caution here today. It's forced a lot of teams to make green flag pit stops. As a matter of fact in the last few moments we've seen Sterling Marlin make a stop and hand the lead back to the Pennzoil Pontiac of Michael Walchip. We've seen Rick Wilson come in for a pit stop moments ago and now after an extended stay behind the wall, Bobby Hillen returns to the racetrack again. So at this moment, 42 cars still running. And actually with Hillen returning, 43 cars all still running from that starting field of earlier today with 38 of those 43 cars on the lead lap. We have seen Dale Earnhardt lead the most laps. He led the first 16. There have been six lead changes among five different drivers. Just the one caution period we told you about for three laps. Average speed now of 83.427 miles an hour. This mid-race update brought to you by the Bunker Hill line of canned meats. Flat out better than the rest. I asked Dale Earnhardt yesterday if the driver, as you come out here and learn this road course, can the driver make a big difference at a place like this? At a lot of tracks we go to, it's 50% driver, 50% car. But here, is it the driver more, more or less? 
Well, Earnhardt says it is, and the tape we queued up is uh, not going to bring it up his voice, but he said yesterday afternoon, he said, well, I'll have to admit, in my case, he said, in the last couple of years, I've learned the course, I'm a lot more confident, I've got my timing down better, because Earnhardt's a, a driver like Wallace. We used to talk about how you had to be really smooth to get around a road course, but Rusty threw that theory out the window real quick, because right. there's nobody that slings a race car from side to side, off the track, on the track, two wheels on, four wheels off, and that type deal, and still win races. Well, Earnhardt's got the lead. It happened right out near the carousel. Dale Earnhardt dove to the inside of Michael Waltrip's yellow Pontiac. Waltrip flared way wide in the corner. Earnhardt established the lead as he spilled out onto the straightaway. The leaders in turn 10 right now. Earnhardt, Michael Waltrip, Ernie Irvin, and Rusty Wallace all clearing the Dave Marcus car. It was a tight squeeze in turn 10. The leaders are coming back to start finish. Here come the cars through turn number 11 now. Rusty Wallace goes wide. Michael Waltrip stays to the inside. Ernie Irvin sneaks by as well. Earnhardt has the lead. He's got a second and a quarter over Ernie Irvin now. Then Michael Waltrip followed by Rusty Wallace, Jeff Bodine. Bodine had backpedaled just a bit. Now works his way back through traffic again. The top five crushed the hill at turn two. Here's Earnhardt breaking loose a bit, coming off top of the hill, but he gathers it back in. He's picked up now 10 car lengths of the second place car of Ernie Irvin. Irvin has bypassed Michael Waltrip. Here comes Rusty Wallace working to the outside of the Pennzoil Pontiac. Wallace will now pick up the third spot. Waltrip falls in line in fourth, and now he's in danger of losing that. Jeff Bodine drives to the inside of Waltrip. They'll race side by side down the hill off turn four. Jeff Bodine's red Ford to the inside. The yellow Pontiac of Michael Waltrip to the outside, and Waltrip goes down one more position as Bodine slips by in turn number five. Now Bodine tucks it down to the inside of turn six, establishes his position, and races onto the straightaway. Leader Dale Earnhardt beginning to close on some lap traffic. The Rick Mast machine slow at the outside of turn seven. Remember, he only has fourth gear. We established that'll hurt him at this end of the racetrack, where you actually need to be in second to accelerate off of turn seven. Earnhardt, ten car lengths over Ernie Irvin and Rusty Wallace. In third, it's Jeff Bodine, two car lengths behind Wallace, then Michael Waltrip in fourth. Fifth is Ricky Rudd. Those five cars pull away from Mark Martin, who rides in sixth right now as they snake down through the S's. Earnhardt begins to pull away even more now into the Winston Cup Bridge. The good wrench Chevrolet left, right, then back to the left, slinging its way through turn number ten. Ernie Irvin is about five car lengths behind Darrell Wallace. Uh, excuse me, make that Dale Earnhardt. Rusty Wallace is in third. Jeff Bodine closing on the Wallace machine. There could be a battle for fourth. And, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm just watching Ted Musgrave now. His car was parked on the drag strip that the NHRA cars use when they race here. Car sat there for a while, and now he has gotten it refired. It shows some smoke from behind that U.S. Air entry, but now he's back on the racetrack, though he lost some valuable time. Let's check in on Pit Road. Well, we spoke about Michael Waltrip as the car goes by. They go to service this car this time. Uh, just a routine stop. The hood is not going up as of yet. They're working on uh, the tires on the right side, taking the left side tires loose. And they, uh, the NASCAR officials are taking a look underneath the right side of that machine. They're discussing right now as the crew continues to service the car, but the hood stays down on the Michael Waltrip car. They drop the jack, and he peels out of his pit area. Michael Waltrip now getting ready to go back under the course here at Sears Point International Raceway this afternoon, having one of his best runs all year long. And it's a shame to have that smoke or whatever the problem is on the car. Hopefully they can cure it. He's got a top five finish, maybe even a win uh, in sight this afternoon if they can keep running like they have in the early going. Ted Musgrave's car, as we said, stopped a moment ago, went back onto the course. We was about to say just uh, in a, a minute ago, Eli, that the attrition rate here at this stage of the race, we're, what, 35 laps into the event already, and normally this time we'll have lost at least a half a dozen cars to transmission problems, uh, getting off in the tires, bending them up, and whatever else. But today we've got just about everybody still out there running. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. 
It's beautiful, it's spicy, it's hot. It's the new 1993 Ford Ranger with a sizzling new shape, new power. The Safe Mart 300 here at Sears Point International Raceway now halfway through as the fans here in Sonoma, California have seen a very interesting battle right now. Dale Earnhardt leads with Ernie Irvin second, Jeff Bodine, Rusty Wallace, and Ricky Rudd. That's the top five. We've seen Rusty Wallace come from the back to reassume his position in the top five. We saw Jeff Bodine lead earlier in the day from laps number 17 through 24. And, of course, Rusty's performance is bringing a smile to the face of Jim Murray. He joins us every time we head out here to Sears point into Phoenix International Raceway. He's the assistant general sales and service manager for the western region of Pontiac and uh, say it's been quite a show for Rusty. Nobody knew exactly what he'd be able to lay on the folks here today with the injury and all but he's doing awfully well. We're really proud of him Eli. Uh, you know that was quite an event he went through and uh, his comeback has really been spectacular. We're, we're proud of all of our guys. They're doing a great job here today. And Michael led for a while there before also. That was nice to see. It's always nice to see a Pontiac out front. Tell me about with Pontiac. Out here they always think of California as the sporty car set and now that uh, they're about to roll off 50,000 of the Firebird, the Trans Ams out of the uh, factory. Has that been well received out here in the few cars that the folks on the coast have gotten a chance to look at? Well, it's always exciting when you got a new car to roll out, and this Firebird has really been a spectacular car for the Western market. I know Elmo speaks well of it as he drives it as a pace car at most all of the Winston Cup races. What's next in store as far as Pontiac is concerned? Uh, it's been a good, solid year right now, and uh, you know, you've led the, the uh, Manufacturer's Championship for the first time since 1988. That's a, a nice feather in the cap. Well, you know, we're really proud of our motorsports program. Uh, it, it seems to be growing uh, every year uh, around the country, and of course, uh, as I said, we got some new cars to introduce. Uh, right now, our primary focus is to get this Firebird off the ground, and uh, over the next couple of years, Pontiac's got some great new cars uh, to introduce, and so things are pretty exciting for us. Well, we're all looking forward to that. Great to see you, Jim, as always, and uh, come by and visit anytime. Okay, thanks a lot. Jim Murray from Pontiac and their Western Regional Operations, and right now, Rusty Wallace, like everybody else, chasing Dale Earnhardt, but uh, Rusty's giving it a heck of a run here today. I wonder how he's feeling in the car right now. Well, we may get uh, one of our pit reporters to check that out, see if he's told the crew anything at all, but I'll say from the way he's running, we were about to point out a little bit earlier, he's doing a whale of a job. I kind of figured he might come out of the car at a halfway point, because this is a physical racetrack, and as we told you a minute ago, the way Rusty really works the steering wheel and slings the car around, but uh, for all of us who know Rusty Wallace, you knew it, I knew it, everybody in the garage area said, hey, he ain't coming out of that race car if there's any way at all that he can stay in there. And the way he's running right now, as good as he is, I don't think you could pry him out of there with a crowbar. He currently is in fourth position. Dale Earnhardt continues to lead. Ernie Irvin having a great run here this afternoon. He's been right in the thick of things since they put him under green a little bit earlier today. Jeff Bodine begins to reel in the front two. He dropped back a little bit. He led some of this earlier this afternoon. And after that pit stop, fell back a little bit, but has worked his way back up into third place and is beginning to catch up to the front two. Let's go to the pits. Well, Barney, I'm in Jeff Bodine's pits with Donnie Wingo. Donnie, the car seems to be running awful good. It takes a little bit of time to get the tires warmed up or something, but the car seems to be doing fine. Yeah, the car's working real well right now. We just don't go real good on new tires. And we had a bad pit stop that time, put us really behind. We're just trying to get caught back up again. I think you jump up just a minute and grab the air wrench. Is there a problem? No. 
Well, he thought the car might be having a flat tire, but he's all right now. All right, well, they think the thing's all right. I guess Bud Moore down there riding one of them cows with his headset on, watching his car <laughs> go around his thing. Well, that's very possible for Walter this afternoon, but his car putting in a great performance here at Sears Point. And Alan Bestwick, you're in one of the parts of the course here where that car really has to work as you make those that long sweeping straightaway there, go into that corner at a real hot speed. The car's got to work pretty good. Uh, we were talking here in the tower a little bit earlier. It looks like everybody, I think, for the most part, these cars, from the guy that's running first to the guy that's running 25th, has done their homework. They're working. Everybody is the best we've ever seen them here at Sears Point. One of the interesting things about this end of the course is you get the full range of what this sport's all about. You get the high-end speed, then you get the hard braking, and you get a very slow corner, and then you have to have the handling of the car hooked up so that it accelerates off the corner without spinning the wheels. The key to this end of the racetrack is having the car very well balanced, and with the exception of a couple of guys that have had some troubles at this end of the racetrack, we're not seeing a lot of wheel spin. We're not seeing a lot of guys off the course. As a matter of fact, I can only recall there being one car actually off the pavement at this end of the racetrack. We're already halfway through the race, and in the previous four years that I worked this corner, I can't ever remember that being the case. Dale Earnhardt having led 20 laps thus far here today. He reassumed the lead at lap number 38. We're now working the 40th revolution of the 74 that make up the total distance here this afternoon. Of course, next week it's back on the more conventional ovals for these fellas. We'll be at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. MRNs only visit each year to Charlotte for the Winston NASCAR's all-star race. We'll be on the air next weekend for Saturday's coverage at 7.30 in the evening. 7.30 next Saturday night for the Winston. We'll have Bush Pole updates for you on Friday, beginning at 7.10 Eastern Time Friday night. Then the very next day, after the running of the Winston on Saturday, we're all climbing into an airplane and flying up to Nazareth, Pennsylvania for the Lane Cole 350, 1 o'clock Eastern Time on MRN Radio. We've got the Bush Series and the NASCAR Winston Modified Tour. So that's what's upcoming next weekend. It's going to be uh, a busy, busy weekend for all of us. Hope you can spend it uh, tuned in right here to your local MRN station as you are right now listening to Dave Earnhardt continuing to lead the Safe Mart 300. At Sears Point International Raceway, 42 laps are complete of 74, making up the distance in the Safe Mart 300. Mark Martin having moved around Rusty Wallace seconds ago as the positions among the top handful continue to swap around. Dale Earnhardt leads. Ernie Irvin is second. Third is Jeff Bodine. Rusty Wallace fourth. Then Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Davey Allison, Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, and Ken Schrader. That's the top five, or excuse me, the top ten at this point as we work in the middle stages of the Save Mart 300. I don't want this broadcast to get away from us before we uh, extend our condolences to a, the family of a gentleman who was a fixture in Winston Cup racing. He manned the garage office for so many years. That monotone voice of old Oscar Bowman paging somebody to the garage office, which all kind of became one long word the way Oscar pronounced it. Oscar Oscar Bowman passed away this week in uh, Columbus, Georgia, and he was uh, he was one of those characters, Barney, that uh, is what the sport's all about. He'd been around the business a long, long time, and uh, just about everybody that we passed in the garage area, as soon as we got out here, said, I, I want you guys to let his family know that uh, our sympathies are with his family this weekend, and uh, we'd like to pass him along because he had an awful lot of friends in Winston Cup racing. Also, Richard Petty not with us here this weekend. He's not been feeling all that well, and uh, the doctor said you might as well just stay on home and uh, nurse yourself back to health in Randleman, North Carolina, so he's not here. And Robert Yates not here today, but uh, it's a good reason for Robert Yates that he's not here. His daughter Amy is graduating today from the University of North Carolina in Charlotte with a uh, degree in psychology, and he said I've got to be there at that graduation ceremony, so our congratulations to the Yates family. Our congratulations right now to Dale Earnhardt continues to lead here at Sears Point. Let's pick him up out on the course. 
Coming into turn 10 right now, Dale Earnhardt in the Goodrand Chevrolet swinging his way through turn 10. Ernie Irvin still maintaining his deficit, if you will, of about 10 car lengths as they head into turn 11. About 10 more car lengths to the third place car of Jeff Bodar. 42 laps on the scoreboard, 74 make up the distance this afternoon. We talked a minute ago about Rusty Wallace and the great run he was having, and uh, apparently he was having no problem in the car. Let's see if we can get a report from his pit on that. Well, Buddy Paris is sitting here watching him and clocking him as he goes by, and uh, in fact, he's trying to get a clock on him as he comes down through here this time. Buddy, uh, Rusty's with his hand and all of his problems. Is he doing okay? Has he said anything? i tell you what, he hasn't said a thing about his hand, hadn't mentioned his ribs or anything. Dick, he's just driving his heart out, you know. We had to stop a while ago early, and that got him behind, and that didn't help anything, but we had to stop because we had a fluctuating water temperature gauge, and it proved that the gauge must have been bad or something. But anyway, good fortune's going for us today, and I just hope Rusty can finish and have a good finish. He's doing a great job in the car. Well, that's the story, I guess, from uh, what's happened to him. He hasn't said anything about his hands anyway. He's doing a great job of keeping that car on the course, has not made any mistakes out there at all today. Currently is being posted in fifth position. Later on in our broadcast this afternoon, Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR, will be selecting the Mechanic of the Race Award. The top NASCAR mechanic receives $1,000 from Western Auto. Current point standings after the Winston 500, Andy Petrie leads. He is the crew chief of the Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet. Buddy Parrott is second in the point standings. Of course, he's the chief uh, on Rusty Wallace's Pontiac, and Tony Glover is third. He's the crew chief for Ernie Irvin. That's the way they're running. It was interesting to talk to Rusty Wallace. You spent a little time with him, as I did, and he's... It's strange what goes through a race driver's mind when he took a crash like he did out there at Talladega a few weeks ago. And he said, the biggest concern I had was not so much anything other than here, oh, Lord, I hope I'm not going to lose the Winston Cup championship because of what's happening. And I was laying on my back in a helicopter getting wheeled off, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, man, please. My wrist was hurting. And I remember the gal saying, oh, I think your wrist is broke. His eyes are black and blue. And I'll see about his ribs. Like, it wasn't no big deal to them. And I'm going, oh, man, please don't let my, rib, my wrist be broke, you know. But it hurt so bad when I looked up at it. It was sitting there in a U-shape, and I'm going up. Doesn't look right here. Rusty Wallace comes bouncing right back and is running currently in fifth place. One of the better battles on the racetrack here, the last handful of laps, has been the battle between Harry Gant and Derek Culp. They're running for 16th and 17th spot. They were working nose to tail through a good portion of this course moments ago. Let's pick them up Harry out there. Harry Gant right. gets out of shape just as you talk about that battle, Eli. He comes under the Goodyear Bridge and he gets all sideways, works it all the way around, does a complete 180. That allows Derek Culp to go on by and Harry Gant noses it into the tire barrier. He backs it out, fires it up and pulls it back onto the pavement. Not a lot of runoff room right here in the S's. Just enough to get a car off the course, and that's what Harry Gant did. Coming a little too fast down through the S's, looped it all the way around. It amaze you every time we talk about somebody, how well they're <laughs> running, say, all of a sudden, blam, something happens. I hate when that happens. Ricky Rudd's been on pit road, service to his car. Likewise, Bill Sedgwick has been in for service. 44 of 74 laps complete, still chasing Dale Earnhardt. Hi, race fans. I'm Mike Joy with big news for the 93 season. We are in Sonoma, California, Sears Point International Raceway, hosting the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. 45 of 74 laps complete. Dale Earnhardt had a comfortable lead since taking over the lead most recently at lap number 38. But now Ernie Irvin trying to chop away on the advantage. Let's pick up that battle on the course. Earnhardt leads the way down the hill into turn number five. A lot of traffic ahead for Dale Earnhardt, and right behind him is Ernie Irvin. The yellow Chevrolet only about three car lengths behind the black Chevrolet of Earnhardt. Two cars are up front. That traffic could cause some problems for Earnhardt. He leads by three car lengths as they spill onto the straightaway. And pretty good gap between second place Ernie Irvin and third place Jeff Bodine. Bodine has Mark Martin not far off of his back 
bumper as they come down the straightaway. In fact, Bodine's got Mark Martin outside of him now. Make that a lap car. It looked like Martin's from the distance, but now as they come closer, that's the Dirk Stevens car. So still about that two car lengths between Bodine and Martin as Earnhardt leads Irvin by about five car lengths down the hill. Up through third gear now, working through the S's. It's right hand for Earnhardt. Back on the sweeping left. He runs just a wheel off the course. Five car lengths on back to Irvin. Another ten car lengths now back to Bodine. And three car lengths back to Martin as they turn right and head down the hill to the Winston Cup Bridge. Earnhardt pulls it out a little bit further. It's about a seven car length between he and Ernie Irvin as they spill out under the Winston Cup Series Bridge. Irvin shuts it down about two more car lengths as they're in turn 11. Ernie Irvin runs this course extremely well. Last year when he won here, he was sent all the way to the tail end of the field and managed to work his way back and win this race. And he is really hanging it out here this afternoon. He's got it on two wheels a couple of times as he goes over some of the ripple strips. He and Earnhardt are giving these fans out here the Nicholsworth, Eli, the way they're slinging these cars around this course. I asked Ernie what his driving style is here. I'm going to put the left foot on a brake and right foot on a gas and jam it. You know, uh, Not real smooth at it, but I um, haven't really torn nothing up yet. Um, knock on wood on that one, but I've uh, been really fortunate with transmissions and things like that, not to tear them up, but, you know, um, these guys give us a, basically a new transmission every week that we come here, so um, you go with your best stuff, and, um, you know, the, the parts are getting so durable now that they can survive the race. It's amazing, these Winston Cup drivers on Sunday morning, many of them go to church and they say their prayers and thanks for all the good things they have, and they always throw in an extra thank you for the Jericho Company, the folks that make the transmissions for these road courses, because it really has improved the abilities that these teams have on the road courses. It has really changed the way they can get around here. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later this afternoon, if time permits. Right now we have a pit stop. Kenny Schrader is in. Let's see if we can cover it. Kenny Schrader's got right side done. They're just now changing the left side. They've about got him full of fuel. He's in there uh, wanting his windshield cleaned off a little bit better than it was. Threw some water out on it, and uh, as he drives away, uh, the Tommy Kendall car was in the same thing with him. Four tires and fuel, and he's gone. Here comes the Ted Musgrave car out of the garage area. He was the only other car with Herschel McGriff out for the afternoon. So now the attrition list has but one name on it, Herschel McGriff, as Musgrave returns. He has a number of laps down, some 13 in arrears, but out there nevertheless. Let's pick up the leader, Earnhardt, on the course. Earnhardt comes out of turn 10. He's heading the pit road. Ernie Irvin now has the lead in turn 11. Dale Earnhardt ducks off the course and apparently will make a pit stop and will follow him down as he makes the turn on this. Uh, it's kind of tight getting into the pits here. You have to really get on the binders as you go into that turn 11 to slow that car down and come in behind that long concrete wall. And then the pit road speed is very slow as we're watching Earnhardt come in to get regular pit service. And I assume this would be the last pit stop for Earnhardt as we cover it. Well, Earnhardt does, uh, looks like a routine stop. I don't see any kind of chassis adjustment. They're changing uh, right sides. They're going for the left sides. And uh, got him full of fuel. And, uh, well, they had a little problem with the jack. They couldn't get the car up. We'll see what happens. Now it's up and about ready to go. And there's a problem on the course that might be a big break for Earnhardt. The car belonging to... Uh, Jeff Davis, the Anaheim, California driver, has spun for the fourth time today. This time he's come to rest on top of a ditch that separates a dirt bank next to the racetrack from the racing surface, and the rear wheels are off the ground. He's just spinning them in the air, so he's hung up there. If this puts out a caution and everybody else pits under the yellow, Earnhardt's going to come back with the lead. It'll be a big break for him. Uh, just a moment ago, Jeff Bodine was on pit road also, and here comes the caution we were talking about as... It is a full course caution, so talk about a break for some drivers on the speedway. This is going to be a big one as Jeff Davis has moved his car off the course and up onto those tires, and we are under a yellow flag. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
right from the start. Get engine performance and protection to the max with new Performax. Pennzoil's new synthetic motor oil featuring the exclusive star molecule works like liquid ball bearings to smooth out performance and save engine life. Pennzoil's new Performax with the exclusive star molecule. Performax protects to the max. Another quality Pennzoil product. Look for new Performax synthetic motor oil at Lube and Oil Change Centers everywhere. Today's Save Mark 300 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee, the official coffee of NASCAR, by Gatorade Sports Drink for that deep down body thirst, by Performax from Pennzoil, the new synthetic motor oil that works like liquid ball bearings, protects your engine to the max, and by Dirt Devil Vacuum Cleaners from Royal, the power of an upright in the palm of your hand. Working the second caution flag of the afternoon here at Sears Point Raceway in Northern California. The Save Mart 300 under yellow. But remember this, when you make a pit stop on a road course under green, you don't lose a lap. That's why this caution flag might not be as bad of a break for some of those who pitted earlier and might actually work out to being somewhat of an advantage. The leader is Ernie Irvin. He's in for the attention of Tony Glover and the crew. Let's cover the stop. Well, I don't think they're going to do anything except change tires on his car. Mark Martin's in. Same thing with him. P.J. Jones was in uh, a couple laps earlier. They uh, fixed his car, got him back on the racetrack. Uh, Darrell Waldrop just stopped as this Davey Allison uh, regular routine stop. It looks like these guys will have a little bit more time to tune herself up than, than uh, Earnhardt and did, did uh, when they pitted under the green. But uh, basically the same service, tires and fuel. Jim Phillips. Same on this end of the pit lane. Brett Bodine swings into his uh, pit uh, stall to get service. Four tires. Dale Jarrett has been in for four tires in service. Derek Cope uh, in on this lap for tires in service. Kyle Petty was one of the cars that pitted earlier. Kitty Wallace flashes by. He's had problems all afternoon with the car being hung in fourth gear. Ted Musgrave gets his four tires. Hutch Griffin's service has just been completed. Bill Parsons sets on the jack. The left side tires go on. He swings out of his pit lane, so it's uh, all routine stops on this end of the pit lane, except that the hood is now up on the Brett Bodine car, and we'll take a look at that situation and pass it along to you. They've also got the hood up on the Wally Dallin back car, making that carburetor change we had talked about earlier. If you're noticing the fact that we're talking about an awfully large number of cars on pit road at any one time, remember that it's awfully tough to, number one, go down a lap here, but number two, on a road course such as Sears Point, anybody can pit at any time. On the first lap of caution on a, an oval track, it's just the cars on the lead lap that can make the pit stops, but here on a road course, anyone can make a pit stop at any time, and hence uh, we're seeing a fairly large number of cars on the pit lane at, uh, at once. 84.785 miles an hour is the current average speed. Eight lead changes among six drivers with a couple of caution periods now for a total of five laps. But Dale Earnhardt, presently the leader or was moments ago prior to his pit stop, he took the lead most recently and has had uh, the lead for some 21 laps today. While we're under caution, it'll give us a minute to chat quickly with Ty Norris of the R.J. Reynolds uh, Sports Marketing Enterprises up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Going to be a big contrast from what we're seeing today and come next Saturday night down at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, I was talking to a lot of these guys earlier today. They're really excited about being out here, but they're really thinking about the Winston next week. That's going to be one of the most tremendous races we've ever had. As uh, everyone remembers what happened last year with Davey and Kyle, and and I don't not we can't promise the same type of finish, but it'll be spectacular. I think you can promise the same type finish. It's always been that way up there. 
Uh, do you get, does this thing, the interest continue to build year after year? From what we are around race fans, they seem to look forward to the Winston more and more each year. I, we think in, in the few short years that it's been on the circuit, it's probably the most anticipated race of the year. At least uh, we feel that way. Um, the Winston going under the lights last year with what Humpy Wheeler and Bruton Smith and his entire staff did, that just made that just made the anticipation even more. I mean, even coming out here to Sears Point five years ago, you'd have never believed the type of crowd and the interest you've got right here in this race, and you can just about double it for for the Winston. We were just going to think about the activities here. Winston has been involved with the drag racing out here at Sears Point for years. Now the Winston Cup event. I saw you out there before checking out all the signage that you guys have around the racetrack. Uh, this is a remarkable turnout. Yeah, this. You couldn't believe. I mean, they were they were stacked so deep back there, and on some of those turns that they were just climbing all over each other to try to try to just get a sneak and sneak a peek and see some of the cars going around. We even had some of our Camel motorcycle uh, guys racing around in pre-race, so we had a great presence here That's today. Super. There are still tickets available for the Winston, I'm sure. Yes, uh, you need to call uh, uh, 704-455-3900. That's uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and, and I'm sure Humpy will sell you a ticket. He'll find you one if he doesn't have any left in the ticket office. Okay, thanks, Ty, for stopping by. We'll see you next Saturday night for the running of the Winston and Charlotte Motor Speedway. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Getting set to go back to green here at Sears Point. The first three cars in line are actually on the tail end of the lead lap. The Derek Cope, Morgan Shepard car, along with Tommy Kendall, they're all at the tail end of the lead lap, running in 24th, 25th, and 26th spot. Then comes the race leader, Dale Earnhardt, ahead of Jeff Bodine, Ken Schrader, Kyle Petty, Bill Elliott in fifth spot, Terry Labonte sixth. You've got Ernie Irvin seventh. Eighth spot belongs to Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin is ninth. And tenth is Dale Jarrett. Eleventh, Davey Allison. Ricky Rudd is twelfth. Darrell Waltrip with that newfangled road racing car for him. And thirteenth, fourteenth, Sterling Marlin. And fifteenth is Michael Waltrip. And as Elmo Langley punches the throttle in the pace car to get off the course, green flag comes back out, and they make that hard left turn up the hill. Earnhardt's not going to waste any time getting around those cars and around the tail end of the lead lap. He takes a shot going through that turn number one and might have made a little contact with Morgan Shepard as they exit turn two. And one car spins coming off the corner. It's Tommy Kendall directly ahead of the race leader. Jeff Bodine ducks down to the inside. He'll get by Earnhardt. Bodine, your new race leader. Now Bodine makes contact with Derek Cope in turn three. He finally clears that car, but Schrader falls in line second. Schrader will be the second place car. Elliott is third. Fourth now Ernie Irvin. Fifth is Mark Martin. Sixth is Terry Labonte. Seventh now Davey Allison. Eighth is Rusty Wallace and Earnhardt still waiting to come down the turn. Here's Earnhardt back at about the 15th spot. Jeff Bodine's red Ford leads away. Morgan Shepard's red and white Ford is out in front, but Shepard at the end of the lead lap. Jeff Bodine leads by two link car lengths over Ken Schrader as they sweep onto the straightaway. Some damage visible on Earnhardt's car now as he continues to fade back into the field as the leader Bodine works his way down through the gearbox and on the brakes into turn number seven. Earnhardt way back in the pack as we see his car come closer into view. There's damage on the right front corner of the car. The sheet metal is all crushed in around the tire. The hood is buckled up. The tire is still up and rolling, but Earnhardt's got some significant damage in the right front. Meantime, back in the front, Bodine still has Morgan Shepard ahead of him. Right behind him, Ken Schrader bearing down with the lap car of Derek Cope right there in the fourth spot in track position. Jeff Bodine is trying to put Morgan Shepard a lap down. Shepard drags it out to about four car lengths. It's another five for the second place car of Kenny Schrader as they head into turn 11. Everyone single file except Ricky Rudd. He'll chuck to the inside. 
Dale Earnhardt has led 33 laps here today, but right now he's got some major problems. As he backpedals through the field, he just can't turn the car very well. So Jeff Bodine leads. He led from lap 17 through 24 before relinquishing the lead on a pit stop earlier. A good bit of traffic, though, for some of the cars to negotiate now, climbing the hill up to turn two. Bodine still is going to have to deal with the Morgan Shepard car, still on the tail end of the lead. Lamp and Shepard about 10 car lengths ahead of Bodine. It's about five car lengths behind the leader, Bodine, to the second place car, Ken Schrader, that a couple of lap cars separate Schrader from Bill Elliott and Ernie Irvin. Meanwhile, it looks like on pit road is Dale Earnhardt. Let's cover his stop. Well, it didn't look like it was anything wrong with the tires as he came down through here. The, the front end looked pretty well in line. The problem is that all the front fender and part of the hood is crunched down over the tire. So I expect he was having a little trouble trying to steer it, and it may have been cutting into it just a little bit also, so they didn't want to take any chance. They've changed the right rear tire. They've cut away the stuff from the right front. They've changed the right front tire. They're topping it off with gas, and, uh, well, I started to say it was going to go, but they're still doing some cutting on the fender trying to get it all clear. And we have caution up in turn two as two cars have run off the course. Ted Musgrave and Butch Gillian got together. Gillian still sitting up on the tires at the exit of turn two. Musgrave able to refire his car and drive away, but again, caution displayed in turn two. And that is the third caution of the afternoon that come out at lap 53. Go ahead, Jim. This is Jim Phillips in the Rusty Wallace pit. Uh, Rusty Wallace is down to only fourth gear. That's the third one today. Transmission problems for Rusty Wallace. Boy, so that's been the problem spot here. Here come the lead cars through turn number 11. There will be a full course caution. The situation that Joel Moore told you about up in the corner there involving Butch Gilliland and Ted Musgrave, severe enough to put out the full course caution. A break for Morgan Shepard. He'll stay on the lead lap, beating Jeff Bodine back to the stripe. So Bodine leads. Ken Schrader second. Derek Cope's car comes across the line third, but again, he had gone a lap down, you remember. So third on the rundown is Ernie Irvin. Mark Martin runs in the fourth spot. Bill Elliott is in fifth. The new 1993 finish line Winston Cup collectible cards are coming soon to your favorite card store. In less than 30 days, you can begin collecting the entire 180 card series featuring all the top name Winston Cup drivers, Allison, Petty, Irvin, and more. Plus, there's one Silver Series limited edition foil stamped card in every pack and 5,000 special hand-numbered hologram cards featuring Davey Allison randomly inserted into card packs. 1993 finish line Winston Cup collectible cards. Be ready, they're coming soon. The stars of NASCAR talk with you on NASCAR Live. Join MRN Radio every Tuesday night and talk directly with the superstars of NASCAR racing. Your direct line is toll-free, 1-800-2-NASCAR, every Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on MRN Radio. We're working lap 54 of the 74 that will make up the Save Mark Supermarket 300 here this afternoon at Sonoma, California at the Sears Point International Raceway. The leader is Jeff Bodine. Great run today for Kenny Schrader. He's hung right up there in the top five. He currently is being posted second. Third right now is Bill Elliott. Fourth is Ernie Irvin under this caution. And riding fifth is Mark Martin. From the Sears Point International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 
working the third caution flag of the afternoon here at Sears Point Raceway in Northern California. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold, Joe Moore, Fred Armstrong, Alan Bestwick, David Hyatt, and Mike Bagley covering the turns for you this afternoon with our pit coverage, as always, from Jim Phillips and Dick Brooks. Returning to pit road moments ago, Dale Earnhardt, who is still on the lead lap. He will have to start at the end of the field because he did pit too soon before pit road was officially open. But nevertheless, he's going to be able to make his way back through traffic if his car permits. Mark Martin is in for service as well. Let's cover both of those stops. Well, uh, Earnhardt's car, they brought him in and, they, and they, they cut away all the rest of the fender and all the debris in the front. It looked to me like when the car was just sitting there, and I had a pretty good glance of it from the back, that it may have a little bit of toe-out problem. In other words, the front wheels uh, got bumped a little bit, the right front maybe uh, turned out just a little bit. Now, sometimes that doesn't hurt. A little extra tire wear, maybe the car will dart just a little bit, but on a road course like that, it's not all that critical. Mark Martin's car, the service ended up uh, trying to uh, do something on the, on the right side of the car, uh, working on it to get him going. See, Mark Martin is in for a stop now, directly in front of our broadcast location, and the crew working not all that quickly, but painstakingly to repair something. They're also adding fluid to the automobile. Remember, Mark had some problems earlier in the day. He's in for service. So, too, is Wally Dallenbach. Both of the Jack Rouse cars are in together. Mark Martin, you remember, had some tight, close-quarters racing earlier in the afternoon, and as well as he runs on a road course, if he ends up coming up short, he might be a good candidate for the Goodies Headache Award today. There's $1,000 on the line, as always, for the driver who has the toughest luck during the running of the Save Mart 300. And Mark is still being in, uh, uh, still on pit road for service. Now it's the right side tires that are being changed by the Valvoline crew. Yeah, he got, uh, we saw just a moment ago, he got body slammed going through one of the corners, uh, just coming down at the foot of the carousel up there, it looked like. Somebody got into him pretty good in the side. They just touched and bounced off each other. Might have knocked something out of line or whatever, but apparently they're not going to take any chances. A long pit stop for him, as for a while, it looked like they were just conferring with the driver and some fluid was being put into the car for, for whatever reason. They are still on pit road, and now a crew member is climbing out of the car. Finally, Mark fires it up and heads back onto the course after having a good run here this afternoon. Let's hope his problem is not all that serious as they finally get him down and away. We're about a half lap away from going back to green. Dick Brooks? Well, I'm in uh, Mark Martin's pits here trying to find out uh, what uh, what the problem is. There's some oil here. Jack Rouse is here. Jack, what's the problem? Well, Mark says he's got an oil uh, pressure problem that uh, he diagnosed as not enough oil. So we've added some oil to it. I'm guessing that in corners that it's uh, seeing the oil pressure gauge wiggle a little. Uh, there's no indication it's not running right. He's just concerned from the gauge that he didn't have enough oil. And they changed the carburetor on Wally's car also to get the problem solved? Well, we didn't find anything wrong with the carburetor. Uh, the car's been real loose all day, and I think maybe he just had uh, to come off the corner slower than he has been, and it's stumbling a little. But uh, we made a change there, too. That's right. All right. Well, they've got uh, both cars in here. These uh, these teams are uh, working jointly side by side here to get these two Fords going. And they both had some pretty good runs going until uh, they both had some pit stops and maybe a couple of problems on the car. Mark had had an outstanding run going, had a good chance to win this thing, and may still yet come up in victory lane with just a little bit of luck. We're 55 laps in to the Save Mart 300. 74 will make up the distance. The leader is Jeff Bodine. Kenny Schrader is second. Third was Mark Martin. Now he's going to drop back a little bit. That will move up into third, Ernie Irvin, and up to fourth will be Bill Elliott. Moving up to fifth should be...
should be Ricky Rudd, and that will be the top five as they get ready to go back to green here in just a minute. Ken Schrader, who finished fifth in this event back in 1991. Boy, what an improvement he has made in road racing. I remember him telling me years ago that I've learned, if nothing else, never to key my radio when I'm shifting gears. Nobody needs to hear what's going on in the transmission of the car. But there he is right now, a solid second as they get the green flag and climb the hill back up to turn number two. Bodine swings wide off turn two and comes downhill towards turn three. Schrader falls in line behind him. Little scuffle further back in the field. Dale Jarrett gets kind of shunted out of the way as P.J. Jones gets around the Kyle Petty car. That'll hold up Sterling Marlin and Michael Waltrip. Leader, though, still is Jeff Bodine. Ernie Irvin ducks to the inside of one of the lap cars, makes contact with Derek Cope. Now he, too, will settle down, headed down to the carousel. Irvin now shuffles in behind Ken Schrader as he tries to deal with Derek Cope in turn number five. Heading into turn number six, Jeff Bodine opens up the lead over uh, two car lengths over Schrader. Schrader is second as they race onto the straightaway. And everyone will go single file now as they swing all the way across to the very far side of the straightaway, kick it all the way up through the gears, now go all the way back to the left side, now back to the right as they'll protect the inside under braking. Ernie Irvin dives underneath the Derek Cope car. Jeff Bodine nose is a little wide. Ken Schrader looks underneath him, won't do it as Irvin clears the lap car. Ricky Rudd goes inside of Bill Elliott for fourth. And now Bill Elliott will battle back on the outside. He gets the spot back as they work single file now. Down through the S's, the front two will start to pull away by about six car lengths over Ernie Irvin now as Jeff Bodine, your leader, is under the Winston Cup bridge. Jeff Bodine will come into turn number 10. Kenny Schrader is there. He's all over the rear end of the motocross board. He'll look to the outside, get to the inside, tuck back in single file. Your lead eight cars are single file as Ricky Rudd will now look to the inside of Bill Elliott. Ricky just drives deeper into turn number 11 than does Bill Elliott. That might well give him a position. Out of the number 11 corner, back to start finish. Bodine goes wide. Schrader looks to the inside. Bodine takes away the groove while Bill Elliott, who lost fourth spot to Ricky Rudd, tried to get it back but couldn't. The leaders climb the hill again as they swap positions among the top seven cars. Kenny Schrader looks to the inside of Jeff Bodine off turn two. Can't make the move. Back in single file. They'll come downhill to turn three. Schrader right up on the rear deck of Bodine looking for a chance to make a move to the inside. Again, Bodine slams the door. Schrader has to settle in behind in single file. Ernie Irvin, meanwhile, back in third. And Ricky Rudd is busy now trying to get by the lap car of Derek Cope. Rudd will move to the inside of Derek Cope as they shuffle around heading into turn number five. Meanwhile, the leader has his hands full. Jeff Bodine with Ken Schrader all over the backside of him. Schrader's wide and green. Chevrolet looks to the inside, but Bodine is there. He covers the spot as they race onto the straightaway. Remember, over the last couple of segments of race, the longer we've gone and run, the stronger Jeff Bodine's car has gotten. That's not good news for Schrader. Schrader looks down to the inside. Hard under braking. Bodine gives him just a scant bit of room. Schrader shoves the Chevy alongside, but Bodine's quicker on the throttle, and he'll hold the lead for now. Here's Irvin to challenge Schrader for second. Those three nose to tail as they work down through the S's now, sweeping under the Goodyear bridge. Bodine will pull away by two car lengths over Schrader, but Irvin is tucked right to the rear bumper. Off Ken Schrader as they work down the hill. Ricky Rudd follows in fourth, six car lengths behind. A Ford leading two Chevrolets into turn 10. Ernie Irvin is there in the third spot. He looks to the inside of Ken Schrader. Schrader will shut the door. The front three have put about four car lengths on Ricky Rudd as they head to turn 11. You're not going to see any better road racing than we're watching this afternoon here at Sears Point International Raceway. It almost looks like one of those Talladega drafts after they put them back under green just a moment ago. Still got a lot of laps left here as they work across the line. It's still Jeff Bodine, Kenny Schrader, Ernie Irvin, then Ricky Rudd about a half a second back. And then Bill Elliott will round out the top five. We'll pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. The last lap around, just before the leader went across the line, 
Mark Martin came by the start-finish line. Instead of making that left turn up the hill to stay on the course, he went straight ahead and pulled off on the safety run of part of what is the drag strip here and now has climbed out of the car and we'll get a report from his pit in just a moment. Earnhardt's in trouble on the course off turn two. The left side tires went off the course. Earnhardt spins completely around. Big cloud of smoke as he just barely makes it to the runoff area at the inside of turn number three. Refires a good red Chevrolet. He'll drive off. Boy, when things happen, they happen in a hurry here in a road course. That just shows you what a couple of inches off the lane can do for you. Meanwhile, the battle for second spot is in front of Alan Bestwick. Ernie Irvin goes to the outside of Ken Schrader. He'll try and grab it, headed for the S's. Down the S's, Schrader gets the spot. They sweep lap back left, and Irvin now will get the spot into second, and will try to close in on Jeff Bodine. Fourth is Ricky Rudd right behind Ken Schrader, watching it all unfold. Jeff Bodine with a two-car length advantage on Ernie Irvin. Everything tightens up. The front four nose to tail. Jeff Bodine is your leader, Ernie Irvin, second. Kenny Schrader, third, feeling the battle now for Ricky Rudd. Rudd will look to the inside as one car gets off the course, gets back on. The leaders are in 11. This is going to be some finish here this afternoon of the Save Mart 300 with all those cars running right up there in a lead pack. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Jeff Bodine continues to lead the Save Mart 300. Ernie Irvin and Ricky Rudd right there behind, battling him for the lead. We told you Mark Martin parked his car for the day. He has taken shelter in the pace car with Elmo Langley, where Mark parked his machine on the road course. Drag strip. There's just no way to walk back or drive back. So he has now taken the uh, shelter in the pace car. Dick Brooks, what was finally the problem there? Talking to Steve Meal, he said he didn't know for sure what it was. Mark just said it broke, so they, they uh, think it was an axle or part of the rear end. And we've got caution again in turn two. This time, Brent Bodine involved again with Butch Gellinan, another car that is involved there at the top of the hill in turn two. Looks like it's going to be the number 20 car of Dirk Stevens. He spun completely around. There's a lot of damage on the Quaker State Ford of Brent Bodine. All three cars able to refire and drive away, but Bodine's hood is completely peeled off the front of the car, laying back over the windshield, and he's looking out the side of the car, trying to see his direction to work his way back around to the pit area. Wally Dallenbach also involved in that incident up there in the corner and we have a full course caution being displayed by Doyle Ford here come the leaders now through turn number 11 and there should be no further change Jeff Bodine will head back to the stripe at lap number 61 to take the caution Ernie Irvin in second Ricky Rudd finishes in third at this moment here heading to the fourth caution flag of the day it's being displayed at lap number 61 the average speed dropping a bit to 79.153 miles an hour and Joe Moore that's not a very wide portion of the course up there when Brett spun Wally Dallenbach and Gilliland and the rest had nowhere to go did they? It's about four incidents today we've had at this particular point of the course and the problem here is that there is no visibility at all when you come up that hill as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast you all you see over the hood of the car is sky because the racetrack makes the right hand turn you don't know that until you actually get up there to the top of the hill and, and look to the right then you have to quickly duck now if there's no one up there in front of you there's no problem you can follow your eyes and, and make the move, but if there is cars up there that maybe spun off the course, you don't see them until you're on top of them. That happened earlier for Jimmy Spencer. It happened one time for Tommy Kendall to call attention to a Jeff Gordon and Butch Gilliland crash there earlier, and now this three-car incident here at the top of the hill in turn two. And Dirk Stevens also was in that mess. Uh, looked like he might have got a little sheet metal scraped up there for just a moment. We are under caution, and this one's going to be a barn burner when they put them back under green to settle it. There's been at least five cars right up there in that lead pack all afternoon. For the moment, they're chasing Jeff Bodine. 
this could be a break for Jeff Bodine because you heard his crew say a moment ago, the longer they run, the longer runs, they're better if they can stay out there. So uh, this may be a break for him. But it's also going to keep those front three awfully tight together. Ricky Rudd is still looking to lead a lap here today. He's looking to lead a lap this season. It's been rather strange because the car has been a very solid fourth-place car, fifth-place car through much of the year. He felt that maybe today with his abilities on the road course, he might uh, go on ahead and lead and take the win here. Has it been tough for you, Ricky, waiting for that first win or to finally lead a lap here this season? You know, it is. Uh, we, we finished last year on a good note. We, we had some good solid runs, and you go through the winter thinking you're really going to come out of the box and be great. And uh, We haven't been a bad car. We've been about a fifth-place car, fourth-fifth-place car, but we've had a ton of things breaking on the car. Uh, just lots of things that, you know, a lot of things that aren't supposed to break that don't normally break. And, you know, this is a team that probably the year before won the, was a challenge for the, the Sears Die Hard Award for the most uh, laps completed. So that that gets a little bit frustrating and you have to ask a lot of, you ask yourself why. And, and uh, you know, these guys are working 100%, but, you know, maybe they're working too hard and they're working too many hours and maybe they're not, uh, Maybe they're not keeping track of uh, nuts and bolts, maybe, because of the fatigue factor. But I don't really have the answers. I know it's from not lack of trying. These guys are giving 120%. And, and I can't really blame it on bad racing luck either. It's just it's a combination of things. Ricky Rudd, driver of the Tide Chevrolet. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. 40 cars still running out of the field of 43 starters here at Sears Point. With 23 cars on the lead lap, Jeff Bodine showing the way. He took the lead on lap 56, has led a total of 13 laps here today. Dale Earnhardt has led the most laps, 23. Average speed, 79.153 miles an hour as we wrap up our fourth caution flag of the day. This mid-race report brought to you by Heilig Myers Furniture, proud sponsor of the Bobby Hill and Judy Donlevy Ford Thunderbird. Getting set to go back to green. A nice call for young Bobby Labonte, an infrequent runner on the road courses, certainly. He came out, learned his trade at the Skip Barber Driving School. He's in 14th right now on the lead lap and pitting Jim Phillips in an unusual spot, isn't he? He really is. He's pitting inside the garage area. They had uh, only 38 pit stalls for 43 cars, so some of the cars had to pit inside. Bobby was one of those. But he's overcame a lot today to get up at that 14th spot after starting 41st. Going to have about 12 laps remaining when they drop the green flag this time as Elmo Langley gets ready to punch the throttle, get that car off the course, and they come down to the line. Jeff Bodine hoping to hold on to the lead. He's had a ton of pressure on him from Ernie Irvin. And right now, Ricky Rudd is right there along with Kenny Schrader and Bill Elliott. Those are the top five. They are less than a car length apart as they make that climb up the hill and head for turns two and three. Matter of fact, the front eight cars all nose the tail here as they clear turn two and head downhill. Bodine looks back. Ernie Irvin is there. Ricky Rudd also with him. Bill Elliott back in fifth, looks to the inside of Ken Schrader, can't make his move in turn three as they head for turn four, Elliott tries again, he'll go down to the inside of the Kodiak Chevrolet, pick up the spot alongside Ken Schrader, this is the battle for fifth going downhill all four. Side by side heading into turn number five, Bill Elliott to the inside trying to get the spot on Ken Schrader, Schrader goes way wide in the corner, Elliott stays alongside but Schrader muscles his way back around, that's going to separate the top three, give him about five car lengths over Ken Schrader back in fourth, Bill Elliott's fifth. Real log jam from four 
fourth and fifth on back. Elliott now going to try and muscle up inside of Schrader coming onto the straightaway. Elliott's got his hands full in sixth is Terry Labonte. He goes to Elliott's outside under breaking. Dale Jarrett in seventh. Davey Atlas in eighth. Kyle Petty in ninth. All bunched up tightly together. And the race continues to be for fifth with Labonte and Bill Elliott. That battle side by side with Labonte on the left side of Elliott as they work down through the S's. Elliott now and, and Labonte get sideways right in front of all sorts of traffic. Elliott goes to one side of the course. Labonte off the other side. Several cars get piled up. One Michael Walter goes into the guardrail. Tires from the tire barrier fly everywhere as the smoke clears. P.J. Jones also involved. He backs it into the dirt bank. Terry Labonte tries to refire from the dirt bank. The rest of the field trying to get through smoking tires now as they work through the quick right-hander just below the Goodyear Bridge just before they head downhill. Two of the cars now have gotten away. That would be Elliott and Labonte. Now P.J. Jones fires up, as does Michael Waltrip. He pulls the Pennzoil Pontiac away, and all the cars are clear from that area, but there is some residual debris left there. A lot of smoke out of the Bill Elliott machine working through turn number 10. A major long jam. He comes through turn 10. Smoke billowing from the Budweiser Ford. The cars locking their brakes up, trying to avoid it. Michael Watcher comes through here now. Smoke coming from his car. Those two cars coming to pit road. Bill Elliott with a lot of smoke out of his car. Coming off the tires, apparently some sheet metal has caved in on it. That was a scary crash because that is in one uh, part of the course here at Sears Point where you are running probably as quick as you do anywhere. Elliott stays on the speedway, and that smoke continues to pour out of his car. Also, Rusty Wallace with a lot of smoke out of his car as they limp up the hill trying to finish this one with 10 laps to go as they head up toward Joe Moore. Here's Bill Elliott coming off the corner, well off the pace. He ducks down to the inside as Rick Mass closes in on him. Smoke continuing to boil out from the rear end of the Budweiser Ford, and it's because of the right rear fender that is mashed down on the right rear tire of that car. Here comes Rusty Wallace now, limping down into turn number three. Smoke coming from all around his car. Does not sound like he's under power as he bypasses us. Smoke billowing out of the Miller Genuine draft car. Another one of the cars smoking on the racetrack. Also Sterling Marlin getting a piece of that. Marlin's right rear tire smoking badly as he heads down the street. Straight away. Here comes Elliott limping the Budweiser Ford through turn number six. He heads down to the bottom of the carousel. Jeff Bodine nearly got off the course, going through the S's. It opened up the inside move. Ernie Irvin is there. He'll make the positional grab. Ernie Irvin takes the lead. Here goes Ricky Rudd. He'll try and out break Bodine through turn 11. Rudd gives a little room. Bodine goes wide. Rudd stays to the inside. Through the corner and back to the start-finish line. Jeff Bodine is going to come out of it with the lead again, but Rudd grabs second. Irvin relegated back to third. All of that happening from turn number 10. Back to start-finish, and Ernie Irvin shows some smoke now as he climbs the banking, chasing Rudd and the race leader, Bodine. Front three cars nose to tail off turn number two. It's Bodine and Rudd, and Ernie Irvin right behind the tied Chevrolet. The tandem down into turn number three. Single file, working down low, swinging wide again. Irvin tries to get to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Rudd tries to move inside of Bodine. No one making their move except now. Rudd finally gets a fender along Bodine. Now is forced to fall back in behind him. The two Chevrolets will chase the Ford down the hill. Jeff Bodine opens it up to one car length as they approach the carousel. Ricky Rudd looks to the inside but can't make the move. Jeff Bodine covers the spot. His wheel-marked red Ford shuffles off turn six and onto the straightaway. Whale of a race for the lead as we come down to the closing laps. Ken Schrader trying to make it a four-way race as he continues to reel in the front three. Ernie Irvin to the outside of Ricky Rudd for second. Hard on the brakes into turn number seven. Rudd will hold the inside line. He'll hold the second spot. Bodine has about a half a car length lead. Irvin tries the inside. Can't hook it up off the corner. They stretch it out single file. Just as we mentioned the other uh, little while ago, Barney, these, this turn down through here is really tight through the S's. 
losses. And as I mentioned, the residual debris from that last accident, they got caught in the right-hander there. That's what Jeff Bodine hit a little while ago. He hit some of the grass that was left out on that right-hand turn. He got a little loose on the downhill portion of the racetrack, and that allowed Ernie Irvin to pull upside and challenge him for the lead. Battle for the lead now at turn 11. Ricky Rudd will look to the outside of Jeff Bodine. Bodine will close the door. Here's nose to tail going back to start finish. Tell you what, these California fans are getting their nickels worth here this afternoon. We're watching them in the grandstand and on the hillsides all around this course, and they are standing up watching just like they do at some of the round tracks that we run back in the east. It's far from being over. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Sears Point International Raceway getting down to the final laps of the Save Mart 300. The cars are going to be going a total of 187 miles today. It's about as far as Tony Glover, Ernie Irvin's pit crew chief, has been walking today. He has been pacing back and forth behind that pit stall right now, trying to look on and see what's happening. At this stage of the day, Rusty Wallace has parked his car, Mark Martin. Phil Parsons has taken his Chevrolet to that drag strip runoff area. He is apparently done for the afternoon as the leaders come out from behind and underneath the Goodyear Tire Bridge and work their way through this twisting road circuit. Let's pick them up as they head down towards the S's. Jeff Bodine left, then right, then left as they work into turn number 10. Ricky Rudd is there. He's down to one car length. The Motocraft Ford leads the way. He will pull away by a couple car lengths but here comes the tricky part of the track. All three cars hard on the brakes into turn 11. I'd buy a ticket to this one. I'll tell you the way they've raced here this afternoon. Here they come out of turn number 11 and still several laps to settle this. Time's going to be the factor for some of those cars that are fourth place on back for Kenny Schrader and Dale Jarrett, who's had an outstanding run all day long. Dale's been right up there in the top six or seven. Here are the leaders heading up the hill. Jeff Bonine is still the leader. Two car lengths behind Ricky Rudd, then rides Ernie Irvin. Let's see what they can do this time around. They're up to turn two. Ford being chased by two Chevrolets off turn number two. Ricky Rudd the closest as he's been in several laps to Jeff Bodine as we come down and turn through. Turn three, that is. Rudd is there looking for a chance to make a move on the inside. But again, he's forced to fall in line behind Bodine. Irvin is there with him also in the rear deck of the Tide Chevrolet. It's five car links back to Ken Schrader. Jeff Bodine leads the freight train down the hill as they head to turn number five. Bodine Reds, Bodine's red Ford flares out to the outside of the racetrack. Ricky Rudd tries to make a move to the inside once again, but he'll stay a half a car length behind. Ernie Irvin is right there in third. Kent Schrader about ten car lengths back and forth. Irvin had fallen off a couple of car lengths for several laps. Now he's closed back up again on the front two, so this is going to be a three-way scramble down to the finish. Jeff Bodine taking a wider line into turn number seven. Ricky Rudd looks underneath him. Bodine's rear tires. Smokey locks up the brakes for a second. Rudd spins his tires off the corner. Bodine holds the lead. They fall in line single file. Front three about eight car lengths now ahead of Kent Schrader. They work under the Goodyear Bridge. It's a left. Back to the right and start down the hill as they work toward turn nine and underneath the Winston Cup Bridge. Jeff Bodine still your leader. Ricky Rudd is there. He's ran well here all afternoon. He shuts it down to a half car length. But Jeff Bodine has been good here as well. He pulls Rudd down the straightaway. Your front three single file. As they head towards turn number 11, Darrell Waltrip takes the Western Auto Chevrolet to the garage area while Jeff Bodine comes out of turn number 11. He'll straighten it out quickly keeping Ricky Rudd at bay. Another four car lengths back to Ernie Irvin. Then a second behind is Ken Schrader. Five laps to go is the indication now from Doyle Ford as he leans over that flag stand and the leaders crush the hill again with just less than five laps remaining. 
Bodine hugs the inside of the track in turn number two, brings it downhill. Ricky Rudd is there, looking to the outside. Each time Rudd looks outside, Irvin looks inside, or the other way around. For the time being, in turn number three, Rudd will follow single file. He's right up on the rear deck of the motorcraft Ford, and now Irvin begins to fade. He drops back two more car lengths behind Rudd. Rudd's tied Chevrolet is right there as they head down the hill into the hard right-hand turn number five. Then they'll head set up for the carousel over the hump. Now they'll go downhill once again, about 50 feet onto the drag strip. Jeff Bodine leads Ricky Rudd by two car lengths. It's now three car lengths. Back to Ernie Irvin. Off onto the straightaway they come, accelerating in third gear. Now slamming the shifter into fourth gear. It's Bodine, Rudd, Irvin, Schrader. Irvin falling off again. Schrader falling off even farther. And Bodine inching a couple of more car lengths off on Ricky Rudd. Smoothly down into turn number seven. He steps on the button, works his way down on the straightaway, back up into third gear and down towards the S's. The Motorcraft Ford sweeps away now by about five car lengths into third gear. Now up to fourth as he's picking up speed through the right-hander. This is the second fastest portion of this course. He works down. Downhill now stretching his lead over Ricky Rudd and making the left turn under the Winston Cup bridge. Motocraft Ford down into turn 10, downshifting from fourth to third, hard on the brakes, down to second, extends the lead to five car lengths over the tied Chevrolet of Ricky Rudd in turn 11. And we have a car off the course in turn seven. Dorsey Schrader's car is hung up on the banking. This could bring out a full course caution. Dorsey Schrader's car is off the course thus far and is still under green as they come back down to the line and the laps are winding down. Jeff Bodine has pulled away from Ricky Rudd, now has a little breathing room of about 10 or 15 car lengths. Rudd has maybe a six car link advantage right now over Ernie Irvin. A moment ago, Bill Elliott was right up there in the charge of things. He got caught up in that caution off the course over there a moment ago. He has now gone a lap down and is back to 19th position. Brett Bodine, who also had quite a bit of sheet metal damage to his car, has fallen back to 30th, but he is still on the course. Let's pick up the lead. Here's Jeff Bodine entering turn number four with a three-car length margin. His lead over Ricky Rudd, three car lengths back to Ernie Irvin, five car lengths back to Ken Schrader, then Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty. Jeff we Bodine. have a full course caution as the car is going to race back to the caution flag. Let's pick up the leaders. Jeff Bodine keeps it out to three car lengths. Ricky Rudd looks to the inside but can't get there in the carousel turn. Those three cars will string out onto the straightaway. Racing for what could be the win as they come back down onto the drag strip up through the gearbox. Jeff Bodine, two car lengths over Ricky Rudd. Rudd will break late coming into turn number seven trying to close the gap. They come up on the scene of the Dorsey Schrader accident. His car sitting off to the outside of the track. Bodine heads for it as he accelerates, cuts back the other way. He's on his way down the hill. Now five car lengths is the separation between Bodine and Ricky Rudd as they work the left-hander under the Goodyear Bridge. Now back right. Ricky Rudd not closing the gap at all. Ernie Irvin now about six car lengths back. Another six car lengths back to Ken Schrader. Then it's Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty as those six cars head for the Winston Cup Bridge. Jeff Bodine pulling it out to about eight car lengths now. Ricky Rudd doing everything he can to catch the leader. The front five are single file. Jeff Bodine, Ricky Rudd, Ernie Irvin, and Kenny Schrader all in turn 11. Through turn number 11, it will be lap 71 when the leader takes the caution. Through the corner, Jeff Bodine, no change in the running order. He'll show the way to Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. Lap 71 is the official start of the caution period. Now, with a 74-lap race, it all depends how quickly they can get that Dorsey Schrader car out of the racetrack uh, that perilous area they could do it quickly and make this a one to go this next time by so let's get an update on the Dorsey Schrader car how uh, how precarious and how tough do you think it is hung up out there don't think it'll take them long Eli and the nice thing about being up at this end of the racetrack at turn seven is there's a place to put it too once they get it off the bank it won't take them long to get it behind the wall and out of the way but how that all happened Schrader came into the corner and Bobby Labonte got underneath him when they went off the corner Labonte's car broke loose and bounced straight 
Schrader, who went off the racetrack and up onto the dirt bank. The front end of the car stayed on the dirt bank. The back end of the car came off. So just like we've seen a couple of other times today, while the actual back bumper of the car is resting on ground and the front wheels are resting on ground. The rear wheels are up in the air, so they're going to need a little push from a tow truck to get that car down off the bank and get it to where we can have a, a free and clear racetrack. We'll take a break and we'll be right back for the finish. We're back at the Sears Point International Raceway. That tow truck apparently now will move out and move that car. Let's get a quick report from the area where the car is stuck. They have just brought a wrecker out, and they're going to try and hook up to it, get it off the course quick. When the field came by this end of the racetrack, Buster Otten, the NASCAR official out here, gave them the signal that there will be a restart when they get down to the start-finish line, but they still haven't got the car hooked up to a wrecker yet. We'll have to see how that plays out. They're still a long ways away from the start-finish line as they come under the bridge and head down the back straightaway. They'll be heading up the turns 10 and 11 here in just a moment. This could be anybody's race the way they've been running all afternoon here, Eli. Right now, Jeff Bodine's done a whale of a job of holding off Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. Irvin's given it everything in him and down in the pits, which are directly in front of us, the, the two cars that are riding first and second. And uh, third, we've been watching down there the activity, yep. as Dick Brooks described a moment ago, they wear the shoes clear down till they're not even going to have a sole on them because they've been a nervous wreck all afternoon the way these guys have been racing. The lights have just come back on atop the safety car. They have not been able to get Dorsey Schrader's machine away way in time, so they will have to go at least another lap here, which would mean green at lap number 73, so it'll be a two-lap shootout to the finish here at Sears Point for the uh, conclusion of the Safe Mart 300. Eli, uh, Western Auto has picked uh, Donnie Wingo, the crew chief for the 15 car, as the mechanic of the race award, and I think it's probably very deserving. He's going to need a pair of shoes, too, and plus, right now, he's out discussing this, why did all this happen? We were out in front, and we need to stay there. Why did it all happen? So uh, I, was, I showed it to him, and he just uh, said okay and walked on. So. Well, he's more concerned right now with what Jeff Bodine can do with the rest of the field. They'll go back to green and one more lap around from the Sears Point International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Well, it's time to cinch up the seatbelts because they just got the two-to-go signal as they came by. Two laps remaining in the race. Next time by, it will be the green flag and the white flag together with one final lap to settle the Save Mart 300 here at Sears Point. You know, we talk about guys, again, who are not necessarily called the best road racers in the world or whose names don't automatically fall into the category. But let's not forget, Jeff Bodine finished fourth here in 1990. So we know he has been able to get around this racetrack. Certainly, Ricky Rudd has run well here. He has a victory. He has three pole positions at Sears Point. Ernie Irvin, also one of the noted road racers, trying to make it back-to-back wins with a victory here a year ago. So it'll be one lap, just 2.52 miles around to settle the Safe Mart 300. And the move could come somewhere where Alan Bestwick is positioned back down to turn 11, more than likely, Alan, the way they've been passing just past your point there. There's a pretty good runoff area. The racetrack is wide enough they can do some passing right there. Well, it's likely it's going to come in one of two places, Barney. Either here at turn 7 or down in turn 11. This is where you come off a high-speed part of the course through a very heavy braking part of the course. And if Rudd's going to make a move, it's likely going to be where he's going to try and outbreak Jeff Bodine, meaning waiting later than Jeff to break, get underneath him by doing that and force him off the line. We've seen that at this end of the racetrack a number of times today and as well as we've seen a race here before involving Ricky Rudd decided down in that turn 11 area. 
Here they come as they get ready to move down to turn 11. The pace car with Elmo Langley aboard. Now here's the front three. It will be Jeff Bodine, Ricky Rudd, and Ernie Irvin locked real tight together. You can't afford to miss a shift on this restart or anything like that, or you're certainly going to be out of it. Or if you get kind of bumped and knocked off the course, you're going to get left in the dust as it will be the green and white flag when they come down this time. A little further back, we gave you the front three. Kenny Schrader's had a great run this afternoon. He is being posted fourth. Still in fifth, an outstanding run for Dale Jarrett, who also, as Eli pointed out, not one of the road racers that you think is being one of the best road racers, but he's done a heck of a job here this afternoon. Sixth is Kyle Petty, seventh is Davey Allison, and eighth is Dale Earnhardt as they get ready to go back to green flag racing. Pace car getting ready to pull off the track with Elmo Langley. One lap to settle it here this afternoon of the save mark. 300 as they come down to the line. Jeff Bodine is the leader, comes through the the uh, turn into the left and will hold what he has. Two car lengths as they head up the hill. Ricky Rudd a couple of car lengths behind. Ernie Irvin doesn't gain any ground. He's about three car lengths behind the front two. They're up to turn two. Here's Bodine making the move off turn number two, swinging it wide. Ricky Rudd right behind him as Dale Jarrett spins, hits Davey Allison in turn two. Leaders, though, now headed to turn three. Single file. It's Jeff beside. Irvin also all over the backside of Rudd. But Bodine leads into the carousel. Again, Rudd looks to the low side, and now he'll lose the second position. Here comes Ernie Irvin to the inside. Schrader tries him for third. A knot of cars coming off the corner and up onto the straightaway down to the entrance of turn number seven. Irvin now in second goes to the outside of Jeff Bodine. Late on the brakes. Bodine protects the inside. Locks the right front tire up. He'll slide up in front of Irvin. Single file off the corner. Bodine, Irvin run down the hill. Still nose to tail. Schrader is there as well. Kyle Petty runs in fifth, but Bodine under the bridge has two car lengths now on Ernie Irvin. Then it's a car length back to Ricky Rudd and Ken Schrader as they work down the hill. Getting ready to set up for turn nine. Two car lengths now the advantage for Bodine under the Winston Cup bridge. The Motocraft forward into turn ten. Ernie Irvin is there. It was two car lengths coming to the corner. It's one car length. The front three single file going to turn eleven. Jeff Bodine, if he can hold off some of the best road racers in this business, he will have earned this one. Through turn eleven, Bodine cleanly through. He'll straighten away towards the pit straight. Just a straightaway separating Jeff Bodine from the win. The Motocraft crew goes out to the wall. They're jumping and cheering. Jeff Bodine wins. Ernie Irvin finishes second. Ricky Rudd third. Ken Schrader fourth. Kyle Petty comes home in fifth. And what a week for Jeff Bodine. He fulfills a dream by purchasing a Winston Cup racing team and then wins here at Sears Point Raceway in Northern California. Eli, two cars are off the course up in turn number 11. I think it's the P.J. Jones machine. So problems for a couple of cars here late in the day, but Dick Brooks, no problems at all for that Jeff Bodine unit. No, certainly not. They uh, went ahead and just pulled it off. They were very concerned about it. Everybody, of course, as you may see, you know, just two weeks ago, they had a restart with three laps to go, and uh, cars went from first to fourth and fifth, and uh, this time they held it off. Happy crew down the Motorcraft pits right now. They'll be heading up to Victory Lane, and we will too a little bit later, and we'll chat with the winner plus some of the other top finishers when we come back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford and your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. 
Well, while Jeff Bodine was holding off Ernie Irvin and Ricky Rudd in those final laps, Joe Morris and other stuff was going on on the course also. Yeah, the front three or four cars made it off turn two safely, but behind them there was quite a shuffle up there. Dale Jarrett, who's running fifth, Bobby Labonte, who had a top ten finish coming, and Davey Allison, who was also in the top ten, all got together. Dave Marcus involved in the crash up in turn number two. Davey's car completely torn to pieces. It's up here against the tire wall in turn number three. Davey has climbed out of the car and is running back to the garage area. Bobby Labonte's car, again, a great run for that guy today. He's sitting up against the tire wall, has climbed out, and he's also headed back in. And Dave Marcus is still trying to get his car fired up out here on the course. So that should drop uh, both Bobby Labonte and Davey Allison from good top tens down to about 16th, 17th position, somewhere in that range. So a tough, tough last lap for the uh, two drivers who had a very good, solid day going for them. But how about it? The Gatorade Circle of Champions induction for Jeff Bodine. Old Bud Moore is down there in Spartanburg, South Carolina right now. You notice every time that uh, Bud just kind of sits there, he said, it's good luck, I think, sometimes. This team really runs awfully well, and Bud's back home, I'm sure, smiling broadly right now because the team did it again. Tell you what, they did a lot of homework out here this time, too. They were practiced probably as much on the course as anybody did. They made a lot of changes underneath the car, trying to come up with a combination that Jeff wanted, and it worked out real well for them as they'll be heading up to Victory Lane. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. Ernie Irving getting his face wiped off. Ernie, it was a dog fight out there with all his last few laps and he came home second. It sure was. You know, it was a good race. You know, Jeff was one of the fastest cars all day, and um, he held his line really good. Ricky got into him a couple times, but, you know, never took him out and, you know, just raced him clean. And me and Ricky got together at the same time Jeff did, and then they kind of slid into one corner too high, and I got by Ricky without touching him, so it was a good, clean race and just didn't have enough of Jeff. But, uh, you know, this Kodak film Chevrolet has been awful tough on the road courses, and, you know, our crew did an excellent job and kept us up front and gave me a good race car. Ernie Irvin, second place finisher this afternoon. Unofficially, this is the way the top five came across the line. It was Jeff Bodine, the winner, Ernie Irvin finishing second, Ricky Rudd third, Kenny Schrader fourth, and Kyle Petty should round out the top five. Unofficially, sixth would be Dale Earnhardt. Seventh spot on back needs to be verified by NASCAR timing and scoring. We'll get that all for you here in just a short while. But quite a finish. I'll tell you, these road racing uh, events have become uh, something very, very special to the fellas. A couple of times a year, you get a chance to go out and do something a little different, and the drivers have put on some superb performances. Let's go back into the garage area again to Jim Phillips. Uh, trying to chase down the third place finisher, Eli. Ricky Rudd will have him for you in a moment. Ricky Rudd, who had three poles here at Sears Point International Raceway. Bobby Labonte's car now coming past us towards the garage area. It's up on uh, all fours. Mark Martin's car being pushed back to the garage. So, too, will be the case for the Rusty Wallace and Phil Parsons machines. They were parked on the drag strip earlier in the afternoon. And as Joel Moore told us, what remains of Davey Allison's car will eventually be brought around to the garage area. The members of the media covering today's Save Mart 300 have voted the good headache award of $1,000 to Terry Labonte. Terry still should be credited with a pretty darn good finish today, but as well as he was running earlier and got caught up in a shunt or two throughout the day, Terry takes home the $1,000. There's also a $250 donation going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goodies Manufacturing in the name of Terry Labonte. Well, you really hated to see what happened uh, in those Eli? final laps to a couple of drivers. Go ahead. Uh, Ricky Rudd sitting at the back of his truck. Uh, getting, congratulations from his crew. Well, Ricky had a couple of shots at him, but uh, didn't get him. Well, we, yeah, we all got sideways, and all of us wrecked. And when the dust cleared, Jeff squirted out first. I come out of it second, and 
Ernie right behind me, and we entered a carousel, and I had trouble in all the restarts. I almost made an unscheduled stop for a flat right rear tire. I knew it was the gumball sticking to it, but why it bothered my car it seemed like worse than Ella's, I don't know. But I kept, I kept playing with it, buffing the tire, trying to clean them off. And, and sure enough, I popped after we just got through that skirmish, popped up over the hill, turned left, and I about spun out and uh, washed out, did everything but wreck. And Ernie got underneath them, and I didn't get another chance at him. When you were, had the last lap to get him at, where were you going to make your move? Well, right where we got together, you know, we all hit. I think it's about turn five. I think they call it was a kind of a, a slow second gear corner, and I dove under him and got under him. Uh, nudged him a little bit. Uh, we all got in there at the same time and got him sideways. And I guess I probably should have stayed in the throttle. I guess I had a flashback of what happened here about a couple of years ago, and I turned him loose. I should. I don't know. I, it, it, it all worked out. Well, this car, you said you brought another car here this year, hoping it would be a little bit more consistent, was it? Well, it was better, but, you know, the last car we had, it would burn the rear tires off, and this car pushed all day and burned the front tires off. So somewhere there's a compromise, hopefully, when we come back. Ricky Rudd, third-place finisher this afternoon. Well, Ricky has nothing to hang his head about because he hung around all day long along with a half a dozen other guys that went for the win here this afternoon, but they could do nothing with Jeff Bodine in the final laps. Jeff Bodine led twice today for a total of 30 laps. He took the lead for the final time at lap number 53. He was the lap leader for the day in a race that saw 10 lead changes among six drivers. At the end of the event, we saw 34 of the 44 cars that started still running, and 14 of the finishers were on the lead lap. We had five cautions flags today correction six caution flags today for a total of 16 laps and the average speed 76.863 miles an hour we mentioned Jeff Bodine if you're just uh, going across the radio dial winning it here today Donnie Wingo as the winning crew chief takes home the plastic coat winning finish award the $1,000 that goes each and every week to the winning crew chief in NASCAR Winston Cup competition and while we're waiting to go down to victory lane and catch up with some of the other drivers we'll follow up a little bit on what I was saying a moment ago it was such a shame in those final laps to have Dale Jarrett get his car crunched up there along with Davey Allison and Bobby Labonte all had good finishes coming up but uh, unfortunately getting into the accident in the final laps neither one of those drivers very happy at all we'll be visiting with Jeff Bodine and Victory Lane in just a moment in fact let's check in with Jim Phillips and see if he's caught up with some of the other drivers we're gonna let Kyle Petty catch his breath a little bit he's kind of out of gas here uh, made a great last lap around there to collect fifth, and we'll talk with him in just a few minutes. Kyle came home in fifth spot. Dale Earnhardt sixth. Seventh goes to Wally Dallenbach today. Eighth will be the uh, Rick Wilson car. Good run for Rick here on the road course. Ninth will be Terry Labonte and Hutch Strickland, another fellow who is kind of looking at this day with some degree of concern, not being a noted road racer, comes home in tenth position. Yeah, good finish for him. And uh, Bill Elliott also in the other Junior Johnson car had a good finish assured this afternoon. He would have run somewhere at least in the top three or four, might have even won the thing, but uh, he had some problems and ended up getting in one of those accidents up there and will end up 17th unofficially as we'll take you back through the running order just a little bit later. Right, we've come into the top ten. The other cars on the lead lap. Eleventh spot was Jeff Gordon, a good finish for that young man who grew up in Vallejo, California, about ten miles from this racetrack, but interestingly never came here as a youngster, hadn't even seen this racetrack till he showed up here for this week's activities. Finishing in 12th today, Sterling Marlin. 13th will be Dale Jarrett, who was running in 5th prior to that late race problem he had. And in 14th spot, Morgan Shepard. Those 14 cars on the lead lap. And unofficially 15th would be Davey Allison, a lap down. Having the problem in the final lap, Bobby Labonte is showing 16th unofficially. 17th goes, as we said, to Bill Elliott. 18th looks like it's going to Derek Cope. 19th to Harry Gann. And rounding out the top 20 would be Dick Trickle. 
in 21st today. They will show Rick Corelli finishing in 22nd. Michael Waltrip, Brett Bodine finishes 23rd. 24th will be P.J. Jones. 25th is Bill Sedgwick. And 26th, Jimmy Spencer in 27th. Tom Kendall, Dave Marcus comes home in 28th ahead of Rick Mass 29th. And 30th will be Dirk Stevens finishing in 31st. Bill Schmidt, 32nd. Butch Gilliland in 33rd today. Dorsey Schrader coming home 24th, rather 34th, is John Krebs. Daryl Waltrip takes home 35th place honors today. 36th goes to Kenny Wallace. 37th, Phil Parsons. Rusty Wallace, 38th. In 39th, Ted Musgrave. Mark Martin finishes 40th. 41st, Bobby Hillen. 42nd spot, Jeff Davis. And finishing 43rd, Herschel McGriff. Let's go to victory lane. Well, Jeff is out of his car here and got himself uh, kind of cleaned up. Jeff, don't look like you've done much today. You've cleaned his face off and got all ready to go. You had a, with about 10 laps to go, it seemed like that uh, you guys are really, really going to have some kind of racing. And uh, you kind of got all caught up and then it kind of, you got away from them again. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, a caution comes out and you got to do it all again. Yeah, we didn't need those cautions, that's for sure. Our car just ran better the longer it went. And uh, we could pull a, a little lead on everybody and the caution would come out. They were a little quicker on uh, the restarts. Took a lap or two for my car to get going. Maybe it was just me. I, I was a little cautious, I guess. But it did take it take off. It did go. And uh, that's what saved us at the end. I was able to get a lead on them uh, down through the S's and in this last corner, and that's all we needed. They said you'd done a lot of practice this week since you'd been out here. Uh, had worked on a lot of different things, and uh, it kind of paid off. But I don't think that the, the crew expected uh, you to be in front quite as quick as you did or quite as strong as you did because they were just sitting there going, man, this is great. Well, we didn't do a lot of practice. And, you know, the car felt good. We had a good qualifying run. We ran a little bit yesterday and put the race engine in, and it ran in good. So we just kind of parked it and went back to the motel. And But I told Kathy, uh, I told Travis Carter and Donnie Wingo uh, we, we had something we could win with. It felt like the car just would stay underneath me the longer I went and practiced, and that's what wins races. Uh, you don't need to be fast right at the start, but you need to f- be fast about 15, 20 laps into a run, and our car did that. And I want to thank Motorcraft, Igloo, uh, Ford. Hey, we're in victory lane. That's where we want to be with these Thunderbirds, and uh, the Family Channel for sponsoring my car, the 7 car, and this race was uh, pretty emotional. I wanted to win it really bad. I wanted to do well because of what happened last week with Kathy and I buying that team, and uh, this race is dedicated to Allen, uh, without a doubt. Uh, we're going to miss him. Well, we certainly are. One thing on the spotters. How important are spotters on a racetrack? I know somebody had spun up there, and there was debris and stuff all over the racetrack or dirt and stuff. Do those guys help guide you through that, or can they see all the way around? Or what are you doing some guy hollers, hey, there's dirt on the racetrack? I believe uh, Preston Miller, my spotter, works harder than I do during a race. He just watches every corner, every car, and uh, he tells me if there's debris out there and uh, where our spin is, where some oil, uh, who's fast, who isn't fast. And he's very valuable, and uh, sometimes we rely on those guys too much, but uh, they're good enough they can handle it. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you, it's a happy crew here. They're going to take all this stuff back to Spartanburg here, I reckon, and uh, Jeff will take his money home, too. I bet uh, unofficially, Barney, the points have just come out, and looks as though Dale Earnhardt has taken over the Winston Cup point lead here today. Yeah, Dale uh, has it got the Winston Cup point lead back. Rusty Wallace drops down to second. Looks like Davey Allison is now third. Kyle Petty is fourth. 
And uh, that's the way we're looking at it here right now. We'll get the spread as far as uh, it's going to be, what, about 15 points between first and second? Yep, 15 points from Earnhardt, who now leads back to Rusty Wallace. Jeff Bodine will jump up with the win into fifth spot in Winston Cup points, dropping Dale Jarrett from fourth back to sixth. So Dale Earnhardt now is the uh, current Winston Cup point leader as we check back in the garage area. And we've got Kenny Schrader here. Kenny, fourth place finish today. You're sitting there uh, watching this first three cars, the, the last lap. Where does Kenny Schrader want to be? <laughs> well, we went up that hill, got the white flag. Uh, I wanted a couple car lengths between me and uh, those first three. Just in case something happened, I'd have just a little bit of time. I could buy a little time to make up my mind what to do. And uh, also, I didn't want uh, the group behind me breathing down right on me because I was waiting on those guys. And i tell you what, uh, they did a lot of beating and banging. Ricky had him every way but turned around backwards. But... Uh, Jeff did a real good job. Where did Jeff have you all beat today? Well, I, I, I really couldn't say. Uh, you know, uh, Kodiak team's pretty happy here. I don't profess to be much of a, a road course racer. Uh, we come out third yesterday and fourth today. I did not think that Jeff would win the race when uh, the, the Ernie and Ricky Rudd got by us. I thought they'd run him down, but... Uh, I tell you what, uh, he uses mirror a whole lot, which anybody would, and uh, you know he's just got a lot of short track savvy, and that's what you need here. Well, your team needed a good finish. You're going to Charlotte. Uh, you've won there before, so uh, you have to be feeling good right now. I'm feeling real good going to Charlotte. That's uh, that's like home. We get through that Winston Open, so we can get into Winston and come back and run that 600. That's definitely uh, that's our kind of track. Kenny Schrader, fourth place finisher this afternoon at the Save Mart 300. Great run for Kenny Schrader. We'll take a break and we'll be back. When it Back with you at Sears Point International Raceway as the Save Mart 300 is in the books. Maybe the best road race we've seen from the Winston Cup drivers over the years. Of course, it uh, dates uh, a long way back, not counting the uh, the early days of NASCAR. We told you this is the 74th Winston Cup road race ever. But in the so-called modern era, the Watkins Glen Sears Point days, you're going to have to go a long way to beat the, the finish of this one. Yeah, since we've been coming here in 1989, I'm going to have to say that's the best one we've ever seen. And I'm sure the fans will agree with it because uh, they were on their feet all afternoon, just like they are when you go to a round track somewhere. Yesterday, NASCAR uh, Southwest Tour action here at Sears Point Raceway. Ron Hornaday Jr., the Palmdale, California driver, who's always so very tough out here on the coast, took his Oldsmobile to a win. He went uh, wire to wire, basically, started on the pole and came home in first ahead of Ken Peterson and Ken Schrader. On the NASCAR Winston Racing Series scene last night, Old Dominion Speedway in Manassas, Virginia, Frank Danny Jr. got the win there. At Peoria Speedway in Peoria, Illinois, Rick Standridge was was the winner. Tioga Speedway in Owego, New York, ran a 30-lapper. Ron Shepard from Vestal, New York, was the winner there. Clay Dale winning at Lanier Raceway in Gainesville, Georgia. They ran the late model stock machines. The 411 Motor Speedway had a 200-lapper yesterday. Scott Sutherland was the winner. The checkered flag at the NASCAR Winston All-Pro Series event went to Mike Cope, while Ron Young started on the Bush Pole there. Well, that's going to wrap up. It's been a really great week for everybody here in Northern California. As we said at the outset, weather's been great. The folks have been, as always, hospitable. But next, it's on to uh, the Oval Tracks again and the Winston NASCAR's All-Star Race next weekend, kicking off a very busy weekend for all of us here at MRN. Yeah, they're going to be at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the next couple of weeks. They'll be there for the Winston uh, next Saturday night, and we'll be broadcasting that for you up there, and that's going to be quite a show. 
Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to getting back. That We go to night races like we do at Richmond and at Bristol, but Charlotte's just a little bit different being that size racetrack and everything. Right. The Mile and a Half Super Speedway. Our broadcast coverage from Charlotte Motor Speedway begins on Friday with Bush Pole updates at 7.10 Eastern Time Friday night. Then Saturday evening at 7.30 Eastern Time, MRN has the Winston and the Winston Open. And don't forget, next Sunday, one week from today, the day after the Winston, it's going to be on to Nazareth Speedway in Pennsylvania for the Lane Co. 350. You'll hear that at 1 o'clock Eastern Time on MRN Radio. It's a NASCAR doubleheader for the Bush Series and the NASCAR Winston Modified Tour. And the ticket offices are open at both the Charlotte Motor Speedway and Nazareth Speedway in Pennsylvania. So that's what's upcoming next weekend. Of course, throughout the course of this week, we've got Ned Jarrett's World of Racing for you every weekday morning. Alan Bestwick has NASCAR today every weekday afternoon. And I'll be along with you on Tuesday night for NASCAR Live as we open up the phone lines toll-free Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Big team effort from our side of the business here today. Our thanks to the guys who covered the action in the turns. Joe Moore, Fred Armstrong, Alan Bestwick, David Hyatt, and Mike Bagley. Jim Phillips and Dick Brooks were on pit road. Martha Oliver handled the scoring loop today. Our production assistant was Eddie LaRue. Our congratulations to Jeff Bodine, who capped off a remarkable week with the victory here today in the Save Mart 300. We'll talk to you throughout this week and again next weekend from both the Charlotte Motor Speedway and Nazareth, Pennsylvania. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, everyone. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Sears Point International Raceway and sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush life by Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76 by the Bunker Hill line of canned meats, flat out better than the rest by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR by STP oil treatment, gas treatment, fuel injector cleaner, and son of a gun protection. By Planners Nuts. Eat Planners. Everybody loves a racing nut. By Heilig Myers Furniture. Proud sponsor of the Bobby Hill and Junie Donlevy Thunderbird. By Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Dale Jarrett's car. And by Maxwell House Coffee, the official coffee of NASCAR. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer Alan Bestwick. Chief engineer Harry Howard. Production director Clay Stalka. Affiliate relations David Hyatt and Cheryl Knight. Production assistant Stephanie Ellis. Sandy Good, Clark Moore, and Maria Viviano. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.